0: Okay, All we're right. officially live, folks. Uh, uh, I think it's fair to say we miss you. I have to tell you, I miss you. It's been too long. It's it's been a week. It's we miss you so much that Adam's still playing the ads in yeah, the background. I apologize, but it's good to be back, fellas. Yes, Adam, yes, Tom, yes. yes. Uh, to see we've been away last week. We decided to take a long vacation, just I mean, traveling. How we was were,
1: Italy? I gotta know.
0: The you people a, in Sicily were fantastic. Incredible. We had a good time. It's a it, we had a very very good time. We'll see what's going to what happen. What was your
1: favorite part? The the, the pasta, food, the dishes, man, the fr- food, unbelievable. food. was ridiculous. Unbelievable. The food there. Next time you go to Italy, you, maybe you take some friends. I don't with even want to tell you
0: stories of it. I don't even want to tell you stories of it. The Sicilian people are very. I don't even want to tell you stories warming, of what happened, but it's going to be welcoming interesting. people. Yes, it's going to be
1: interesting. It's amazing. So, well, number one, back. well,
0: it's good to be back. First of all, we got a lot of crazy stories. But the one story I thought it was important for us to start off with is I think you needed an inspiration. I think I think like Adam, I was thinking about what would motivate mm-hmm.
2: Adam. Yeah. And Everyone There's a needs man inspiration.
0: In, in India that I think Ooh. could be Adam's Tony Robbins. You take it where you can get uh-huh. it. Can you put the story up, please? I think it's a very important story that just was uh, introduced. And by the way, maybe... Father of 89 kids. <laughs> World's largest family, dead at 76 uh. in India. Can you imagine at 76 years old, the guy has 89 kids? Jesus. Okay, do you think that record will be broken? Eighty-nine kids. I mean, you think someone's gonna pull off a Will Chamberlain and get a hundred kids? I, I mean, mean, do the math.
2: I mean, you gotta have triplets every mo- year.
0: No wonder India's got one and a half billion people. I mean, at this pace, they're gonna be a ten billion in no time if people get inspired by this.
2: Yeah, here's his biggest problem. How many ex-wives does he have? Holy crap! I mean, that system. If you say that again. Kai, we can't hear yes. you. Gotta hit the a lot of child support, but do we actually
0: yeah. know how many wives he has or no? Like, how how, how what do many you think mothers? The
2: over... That
1: took at least 10 women. There's not at, at the... least 10 women. You think so? Yes. Yeah, I want to know the over under. At least, what do you mean? Each each woman was having nine kids of yes. her own. Yes, yes. I think there was like 15 20
0: women, dude. Listen, everybody's claiming like Warren Betty's the biggest player <laughs> or Will Chamberlain. This guy's got him. what's his name? Like. Yeah, but you notice- Ziona Chana. He's the only one six, six, six. not smiling. Can we bro? read the reporting most prolific out. father in the world? the pastor Chana was a head of a polygamist. Oh, 38 wives. Okay, got it. 38 wives. 38 wives. wives. There it. we go. 89 okay. children, 36 grandchildren, making him by some reports. The head of the world's largest family during his lifetime with heavy heart. Mazurum but yeah. fell over to Masurum. I believe the head of uh, world's largest Eighty nine kids. Oh, he's Poligamist. dead did he die? Yeah he yeah. died. Oh, died. Uh, Seventy six. Poliga- Poliga- I mean think about it. He's sitting Christian there, sec. he's sitting there thinking about he's sitting there thinking about eighty nine kids yeah. he's got to take care of.
2: Here's a question. It, yeah. Over under on how many of his own kids' names he remembered. I'm saying fifty percent. Maybe 50 I think
0: after 10 kids, he called them numbers. <laughs> yeah. 11. Fun how you doing? God. I did
2: the whole uh, – uh, <laughs> Hey, 64.
0: Hey, good Steve, to see you. Hey, 64. Oh, come <laughs> in, Let's have some today. Oh, in. my God. <laughs> 64. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: sure. Or how, like, uh, George Foreman named all his kids George, 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 George Georgina, that's that's a good Georgie.
2: You know, no, George but, is worth $400 million. That grill was good for him. I him. think it's worth it. Yeah.
0: I think good for him that yeah, he's yeah. worth $400 million. I think it's uh, – Great success story. But anyways, I wanted to kind of uh, motivate you a little bit. Thank you. That that story was, that's phony Robbins have, uh, right there. Uh, just that, that story would have
2: inspired motivated. Me. So if you start now, it might only take you about 50 or 60 years. Yeah, so that I got to get another
1: minute. couple it's dozen women minute. in my uh, profile, and, it's gonna and uh, be we're back minute. to business. It's going to be an. invite Im- Can you imagine having that many
2: kids, though? Like, what is 89 kids? What is the outcome of that, to have that many kids? If someone had told me what the world or asked me what the world record is, I would have said 30. But 89? That That's unfathomable. You know, you know
0: what is an impressive record, though? What's the most kids a person's had with the same partner? That's what's an impressive record to me.
2: Probably in the 20s. You it's think someone's in, tw- in the someone's 20s? Done in 20s? Happened, like, yeah, yeah. You went out it for four years? I don't years? think you can do 30, and it's got to be more than the teens. It's in the 20s somewhere. So you're saying the same woman giving yes, birth? Yes, yes, yes. I-, I believe it's same, happened in the history same of the mom world and dad. for sure.
0: Same mom and dad. Yeah. What's the most you know? The most I know is 15.
2: From same mom one and dad. woman yep same oh, mom that dad. i I'd me. have to say 12 I don't know okay. if I know anybody that higher that much higher than
0: what's that. what's the most you know Four like most,
1: yeah I mean you're about to have a fourth baby so <laughs> that's, the, that's a lot you're like number one for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got three you got four i got two cats next oh, thing you know we got a polygamy but, but family but the
0: challenge is to be able to manage two cats that's difficult it's tough that's a, that's a tough. Ch- tal- challenging job uh job yeah. out there but someone's got to do it
1: okay i've got six women helping me raise two cats it's tough out there oh listen did you send your birthday card yesterday or no i know you're like uh you, birthday to card. donald trump yeah Yes. You did? I had some arson in it. It was not a big deal, but uh, happy birthday, Donald. Well, you could have Trump. driven down there and just had lunch with him. Yeah, yeah well, it was funny because when we were doing the thing at the Breakers, I drove by Mar-a-Lago yeah. multiple times. I give gave a wave. There's a big American flag there. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. I do love America.
0: He loves America, too. It's you a, know, he loves, some
1: people might say that.
0: But he loves a different <laughs> America than the America you
1: love. He loves the MAGA crowd.
0: He loves... Uh, he I loves, like just
1: normal people.
0: Yeah. that's good. Well, a lot of your normal are becoming weird nowadays. They're, They're woke. Very, very They're very... And I think, with that being said, let's just go into that story. <laughs> I think that's the story to get into. So, look, typically we'll go yeah. into a r- bunch of random stories. We got a lot of crazy stories. Travels back at 2 million people a day, according to TSA, which is fantastic news. If you want to take a flight to space with Jeff Bezos, you can do it for 28 million bucks. If, is it even worth it, by the way, to 28 million bucks?
2: You know, I can ex- when we yes. get to that story, I'll tell you what they're going to do. It, it's it's interesting. For someone, it definitely is worth 28 million if you're a billionaire. Uh,
0: here's a question If you're worth a billion, yeah. would you spend 2.8% of your wealth? to go to space
2: if I love you would
1: if I loved it yeah, that much I'm
0: asking you though would
1: you do you have any desire to go to space any yeah desire? I'm, I'm down I'm, listen when you're that wealthy when you're in the billionaire club it's all about clout but what I'm asking you is at
0: what because to me it's all a percentage conversation that's all it is what percentage of your wealth are you willing to spend to go into space what percentage
1: yeah the,
0: Do you know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm asking? I'll, I'll like, like, meaning, yeah. if you're $280 million cash, would you spend 10% of it? If you're a billion dollars, would you spend 2.8% of it? At what percentage are you willing to say? I'll go on it. 10%. Audit? Okay, so at 280, you would say yes to it?
1: I'd say, yeah, exactly. Okay. That, Interesting. I mean, that's, that's, How about a, you, Kyle? a gambling number.
2: I don't even know if I'd want
1: to go to space.
0: Okay, so that's the question, whether you'd want to go or not. How about you? I have no desire to go into space at
2: all. But if somebody said, hey, would you want to take a private jet and go to the NBA Finals, the World Series, the Olympics, the Super Bowl in one year? I'd do 10%. If I was to space, what would you spend? Let me
0: ask you a question, folks. You're listening to this. You're worth a billion dollars. Matter of fact, forget about, you're worth a billion dollars. Would you spend 28% of your wealth to go into space? Thumbs up if you would. Thumbs (laughs) down if there's no way in the world you could care less about going into space. Right now we're at sixty zero. Let's see what the ratios are going to be.
1: Let me tell you why it's it's a big deal. Tell me. Because you know when you enter that billionaire class, it's all about clout. I got the richest this. I got the biggest boat. I got the fastest car. Yeah. I got the Ducati. The whatever whatever it is that you are chasing with the clout chasingness. Yeah. Now you're going to freaking space, bro. Yeah. What? Or you could say, is I'm... that even was that even a thing ever on anyone's mind? Yeah. Now you get to go to space. Even if it's for it's 11 overrated. minutes, apparently? It's overrated. So space it is. is overrated. I it's,
2: it's 11 minutes. <laughs> you know, By the overrated. way, are, are, we, are we talking about this story right <laughs> walking now? Walking on are the we moon. It? It's it's to it, it. Okay, right now since we're it. Here's the deal. You also could be the only billionaire to die when your parachute doesn't open. There's Listen, a 1% parish, chance you are going to die. Man up, Tom Zetter. Hey. Man up. Please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? It's Cheese just, and rice, Tom. Huh? If we're on this topic, wouldn't it be interesting to know who the guy is? They haven't figured it out yet. They haven't announced it yet. So yeah. $28 million he bid in this elect, in this auction. I say it's Richard Branson. Would that be the ultimate publicity stunt ever? He hops on board Bezos' ship there, and just steals a, all the thunder. There's only
1: one bigger publicity stunt. If it's Elon Musk that did it, boom, we got roommates oh, going
0: on. That would be hilarious. You yeah.
1: think, you're, think you're beating me to space? Would that's the would be hilarious. Thing. Bezos so is meeting
0: must space.
1: Next thing you know, Elon shows up with it? his bag. you do like
2: speed?
0: I, uh, uh, I think I would be very curious to do it. Um... Kids are under ten. I'd probably do it if they were above. If the youngest was above fourteen, they had plenty of the dad they need. I would probably do it. No, that,
1: that's <laughs> yeah. probably how okay. it would process. Oh, you're it. Okay. you're factoring risk and I'm, God forbid. I'm
0: factoring in the value of a father figure in a kid's life. After fourteen, if I die, they got plenty out of me. If they screw up after that, that's on them.
1: <laughs> Why fourteen? I think that's number? a good age. That's I think up to that age, at that
0: point, you're gonna. At that point, you're not listening to your parents anyways. You're gonna do whatever the hell you want to do. So. If I've taught you whatever I taught right. you till 14, you want to do whatever you want to do. If it didn't work, you know what? My okay. teaching sucks. Think about, I'll move on.
2: Think about it, Pat. They have hundreds of hours of your videos yeah. to, to <laughs> absorb you the rest of <laughs> their life. Point. Anyway, you know. But th- sure. Bezos there you was go. hey Bezos was brilliant how he did this because yeah. this capsule is cool. Two thirds of it is Windows, right? So it's all set up for for future tourism is it really? in space. two thirds yes. of it's Windows. So that's cool. the whole idea. I like this. that. So, so what they're going to do is they're going to go straight up. They're going to hit a speed of 2,300 miles an hour, which is three times the speed of sound. I like that. Okay, so it burns off all the fuel. It can't go any higher. So I think it's about 64 miles up in the air. That's where you kind of enter this space area. So then they're going to be weightless. Then they take off the seatbelt. They can float around for about two minutes. And then they can take their pictures, and they're going to look throughout the windows. They're going to see Earth. They're going to see the round Earth in the background. And then they come down. And then they, they're they thrown out with parachutes. That's how they're getting down. And they're going to land in the West Texas desert. 20 miles an hour is what they'll be hitting the ground at about with these parachutes. So, you know, they've done it many, many times without humans. So this is the first time. And by the way, NASA has calculated when you go into space, there's a 1% chance you die based on how many space flights we've had and how many people have died in space. So it's a lot riskier than going up in a plane. It's a total ego boost for whoever is doing this it would be cool i guess if you do survive i just don't have i don't need thrills i'm not that guy that's looking to you know go into space and come on back down i think there's plenty things to do on earth
0: one percent is not bad if it's one percent i may actually do it today if it was a one percent chance one percent i would do it i would do it if it's one percent 28 million bucks yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it is it is definitely something on you. Can you imagine you go for a job interview? So what can you put us? What you have only one thing you've yeah. done tell in your us, life. Tell
1: us about the last year of your life. Forget Hogan yeah. does. I know it's yeah. impressive.
0: Forget Burger King. Forget about the fact that Bally's, I was at Morgan no. Stanley oh. Military Bally's. Sorry, I went to space with Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Hey,
2: here's the question we should have asked <laughs> you last week. I, pa- Pat. If this <laughs> was customer service
0: one, head of customer service. That's
2: why you didn't do the podcast last week because we would have said house space. Which one are you picking?
0: I chose the house. Good call. As of last week, I chose the house. Congratulations. Hey, appreciate you You announced that. I'm excited the, about it. I'm for someone that
1: is not interested in doing space whatsoever and isn't interested in the thrills, Tom Zetter certainly knows every freaking detail of what's going on with this <laughs> I space I think
0: deep down inside he wants to go. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's also looking at, he's got kids, and he wants to see what going Shonda is wouldn't
1: be sign to. the permission slip. I want to go to space. Shonda's sorry, honey. You can't go. We're not signing. We're no. not going to do it. not give her too dish, much power. You have to do dishes this weekend, Tom. <laughs> don't <laughs> act like too that five-foot-two-inch
2: dictator has that much power.
0: She's actually very, very powerful. And You
1: want to retract? That statement, or because she's gonna hear 53 so you know, He's acting all no.
2: tough. She said she's not done growing. She's almost five.
1: She's not done growing. <laughs>
2: Hold out hope.
1: So here's the here's the the next question. Yeah. Because obviously there's you said one percent risk. Of Jeff. Jeff Bezos is going to space with yeah. his brother and yeah. whoever this twenty eight million dollar winner of the auction is. Respect. I don't know who it is. They haven't announced it yet. Obviously, the, 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 the 99% chance that everything will be okay. Let's talk about that 1% chance. How much life insurance do you think Jeff Bezos has? How much estate planning do you think he's done? Do you think he's got a billion dollars of life insurance? No, Can no, you even because get that much? I,
0: the reason why I know he doesn't have a billion dollars of insurance is because the record of the biggest policy sold was $210 million, some number like mm-hmm. that, that went to mm-hmm. Guinness. So, But no one knows who the 210 was. Some say, speculated, was Bill Gates. Some say it was... Uh, one of those Buffett or Bill Gates. So yeah. I know he does not have billion dollars of insurance, but at this point of the game, you know, insurance at that level, yeah. Yeah. you know, you're worth a couple hundred billion dollars. Yeah. His you insurance know, is he
2: still owns Amazon. His insurance right? is lobbyists. Yeah.
0: His insurance is working with DC. His insurance is Washington Post. That's his insurance policy to make sure the estate yeah. taxes don't go against him, et cetera, et cetera. That's his insurance policy. Yeah. Anyway, so in this at this table, you're not going. I'm going. You would go. I'm in. I would go. Kai's not going. So you guys would run the podcast. We'd yeah. be out there hanging <laughs> out yeah. with you. Let's yeah. see what happens. Let's get get do some it. good photos. Who knows? Fifty-six million dollar budget. We could we could raise that kind of money. I, I got an idea.
1: Speaking of that ninety-nine percent, one percent. I'll put down one percent down payment. You take care of the rest of the ninety-nine percent of the twenty-eight million. Your level of genius is on a We got a deal. Yeah.
0: yeah. I gotta tell you.
1: I you feel get, like we can meet
0: halfway there, or ninety-nine percent of the way. Your semi-genius. There's. I don't care what anybody says about <laughs> yeah, you in yeah. the comment section. You're you genius. Well, to here's
2: the problem. He gets ten percent of the parachute, right?
0: Yeah, what I would do is we would do the 1% one percent one percent. 99, but you get to sit outside. So you get like a <laughs> the, the view from the outside. It's even been, we'll go 2,500 miles an hour. You're, can you imagine the whole, what do you call it, when the lips come back, we see. That's like when we were going to fly. Private, oh, we, the other we lost day. Adam. There's a parachute in space, but doesn't mean and in space there's no gravity. So it just keeps going and going and going. And all of a sudden you lo- run into a land and <laughs> in a, in a, in a uh, place where it's like Earth and aliens mm-hmm. fall in love with you and nice. Adam becomes. The king, yes. the ruler king of Aaliyah. that planet. Yeah. I'm in. And King yes, Sauce. I'm in. Yep,
2: and he has 90 kids.
0: King Sauce. New nickname. <laughs> no more Soy Boy. King Sauce. I don't breaks don't The, the Soy Boy record. community might get upset. But. All right, let's see what we got. Okay, so apparently Tom is really emotionally attached to the Clay Travis story with the uh, same boobs mm-hmm. and uh, uh, First Amendment and uh, whatever happened with Jeffrey Tobin. On uh, the Zoom who got caught. Was he publicly? Did he actually? Was it like live when he was or no?
1: He was tubing that thing. He, his but, Zoom,
2: or his uh, CNN colleagues saw it. It was either CNN or the New Yorker that he was on the meeting CNN with. But no, they saw it.
1: Yeah, for sure. They, they saw him saw masturbating, him yeah. masturbating mm-hmm.
0: while he's doing a Zoom with yes. his colleagues?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. then they fired him and they brought him back. Right. But Clay Travis got fired because he said, the only two things I trust is in the First Amendment and boobs. Boobs. Yeah. And they he said him. And they canned him. What do yeah. you think about that? Well, what do you think about that
1: story? So, hold on. what's the story here? Go, me... go to it. I'm gonna so, go to page so Tubin, four.
2: You know, he, he got canned by the New York, uh, by his other job. He got canned, but CNN brought him back after seven months. He said he went to therapy. What kind of therapy do you go to after masturbating on Zoom? I mean, is there some sort of special camp you go to oh, to learn not to do that? I
0: know billions of people that need to go to therapy. <laughs> no I, kidding, that, right? That business I got, I got. It. There's a big business for it if it's. Uh,
2: what, oh, they, it's big. <laughs> All right. what they do is they tell them how to adjust their camera, right? Oh, so they don't. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, you know, here's the problem with it. I like Tubin's work. D- you know, I do. I, he Should wrote... he be let back? I'm going to say yes. I say why not? Because here's the—I'm not surprised that he's back at all. Because CNN caters to one particular audience, someone that believes everything they say. He's part of that roster. Of course they're going to bring him back. They're not going to make him pay a price any more extensively than he has to. You know, he did the book on the O.J. Simpson trial back uh, in—you know—I think in the early like around 2010, 2011 that book came out, and that's what FX based that their their special series on. Um, That OJ series, which was phenomenal. The one where David Schwimmer played Robert Kardashian, John Travolta was Robert Shapiro. I like his work, you know, and I think CNN was smart to do it because their ratings are down 39%. That's a scary thought. 39% down Mm. since Trump you know, left office. So they've got to do anything they can to get a little bit of mojo, a little publicity, and this helped them. So I'm not shocked they brought him back. I kind of like Tubin. I like his personality. And, look, would I come back if I did something like that? Hell no. You wouldn't come back. I mean, I think I just want to crawl under a rock forever. I think at that
0: point you are so shameless you could care less. Probably, right. You could care less. Listen, yes, what do you want to do about it? Do you want to hire me or no? I do what you do,
1: except I got caught on camera. You did it privately. (laughs) What do you want to do with it? Adam it's thoughts. pretty embarrassing. Well, I mean, what's the, the? We watched the video of this guy Clay Travis. I, I don't, <sighs> look, I don't understand the correlation here. Like, what tra- Clay Travis did, who I never heard of before this thing, and what Tubman did. You don't did, know who Clay Travis? Is. I don't know who that he's is. He's about to replace Rush, Rush
0: Limbaugh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's good a, for him. He's a sports. He's like a, imagine a Dave Portnoy style except yeah. a more out public supporter of a Republican Mm -hmm. ideas.
1: Well, let me tell you something. I actually agree with his stance on uh, the First Amendment and boobs. I love the First Amendment. I love that I can talk about how much I love the First Amendment. And I love that the fact that the First Amendment allows me to say that I love boobs, too. I'm with you, Clay Travis. So, uh, I I think I'm on Team Clay here. I'll I'll let my man Zenner do his little wank thing with Tubin. You can get Tubin with him on the left and the right. And I'm just going to stick with Clay Travis on the boobs. If you want to you know, wow. Hang with. Uh, it's Tubin. very
0: impressive to see. By the way, Shana just texted you. She's probably yeah. going to tell you get off the podcast right now. Yeah, Watch. Do, the dishes, buddy.
1: do the dishes, Do the
0: dishes. So you're siding with Clay Travis, <laughs> right? is what you're I, doing. I don't understand, like the the Shana, if you're listening, hello, Shana. Looking forward to seeing you. <laughs>
1: the, number one, when this guy Clay Travis basically appeared on the program, that was in 2017. Yeah, Tubin was doing his thing in 2020 during the whole Zoom Zoomathon. So I, I don't. Tubin was an actual. Correspondent, anchor, what he had his own. No, thing he's a legal columnist. He's a okay, legal Okay, but expert. he's on. He's consistently on CNN. You know
0: what's the thing, though? The way CNN did it to allow him to. The lady lit. Did you see the interview? How she interviewed him? She's like, um she was shocked. Tubin, yeah. let's just go in it and and, yeah. and cover this yeah. here. First of all, uh, uh, I think you're pretty embarrassed of what you did. And she's putting words. In. She's like feeding him the words.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's and, gotcha. And,
0: and and you know, last year in Zoom while we were having the Zoom, when we went off, your camera stayed on, and when it stayed on, you were, uh, can I say this? You were masturbating. It's like, (laughs) yes, I was, and I'm extremely apologetic to it. And you know, you should see how it is like an apology. Like, so they were kind of helping him to come back and redeem and gain fans. But you know, for the rest of his life, he's gonna be like the, you know. Yeah. Is he he part of the crowd with, who was that one? P.V. Herman. P.V. Herman, is he part of that community? yeah, that's part in of the community. Probably yeah. bigger. So I think we should send him a P.V. Herman shirt. We should like, hey, We should send him a gift it, there. It shows you how stupid playhouse.
2: is. Really, really, how stupid they are. The smartest thing Watch they could
0: do. Adam sitting to your left. The yes. smartest thing they Please.
2: could do is keep Clay Travis on as a guest every now and then. Because it would give them something to talk about the rest Santorum of the day. Santorum got
0: fired. Clay Travis got fired. I mean, I mean
1: but they, that was they in they have, 2017. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's four years yeah, ago. But Why for, is that even news right now?
0: Well, it, no, no, no. Clay Travis as a smart marketer made it news. That's what you call a great marketer. Credit to Clay Travis. Travis, the fact that we're even covering this is because yeah. he brought his story of 17 and made himself relevant with this to say, this guy didn't get fired, but I got fired because of one comment. I oh, made. he put it that's out That's kind of how he's He doing put it out there. He retweeted it okay, gotcha. saying, yeah. I got fired got for it. saying this, this guy,
2: they're got bringing it her back. Okay, so, yeah, that makes sense. That, that's but, the problem with these extreme news. Though. All Clay. they are are echo chambers. That's all it is. So, of course, they're not going to have Clay Travis on there because even though it would be the smartest thing they could possibly do. By the, the play,
0: way, here's what I want to do. Uh, it, it, there's so many crazy things that happen with Zoom. Uh, my kids this weekend, out of all the movies they had a choice to watch, they chose to watch the movie with, what's the War with Grandpa? Is, is that what the movie's called? Have you seen War with Grandpa where Robert De Niro and this kid are going back and forth because his daughter gave his son's room to him and they're going at it, And it's, <laughs> each is playing pranks on the other one. It's hilarious what happens there, right? And they paint De Niro to be like a made man, mobster. He's got this driver, all this stuff. During the Zoom era, I wonder how many stupid stories happen, how many embarrassing things happen. Kai, do you have the one that you just sent me with the judge? Yeah. So, <laughs> have you seen this with the guy uh-uh. goes to court? This oh, wait, one old man no. doesn't know how to change the screensaver of his, and the judge keeps saying, sir, watch this. Just watch this here. Audio. Watch this. I
2: believe you have a filter turned on watch, it, watch, it. watch this uh, you might want to uh, uh
0: can you flip we're the camera trying
2: to, we're tr- can you hear me judge <laughs> I hear I
0: think it's watch this bad. watch this
2: he's it, the it cat is, and i don't know how to
1: remove it they're dead serious here she's trying to but uh, What? i'm prepared to go forward with it I guess i'm here live I s not i'm not a cat <laughs> for By the record you have a f-
2: hey can i hey, can you play it one more time can i point something out yeah go ahead Turned hit play this guy's
0: tubanizing himself right now <laughs> well, you might him. want to, he's uh, looking at something God. yeah it's either a phone in or it's his tubing
2: what,
1: did you hear me, Judge? <laughs> uh, can you hear me i Judge? can hear you i think it's
0: a
2: filter oh, it, the- it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my. I don't know how to remove it. You see, Poor that's God. why I don't understand why no one wants to go back to the office. This I mean, it. Zoom sucks. But by the way, you, so do it. you
0: really want to miss out on this great opportunity to witness crazy. something like this? This is a gift right here to that the world. Good. This that is, is, is a gift right here. By the way, you, you were talking about. Uh, you know, they're talking about. Go back to YouTube. I, I ran a search yesterday. Go on YouTube, and do me a favor. Take a look at this. Take a look at this. So let's look at three different media outlets give me the three biggest news outlets that people follow the three
1: cnn okay. fox msnbc uh,
0: let's say cnn let's say fox and Let, we're, gonna we're gonna play game we're gonna play game. you okay with this game uh, adam i like the game cnn fox msnbc okay kai i want you to go ty- uh, go to uh, msnbc's channel um uh, matter of fact yeah, uh go to msnbc's channel just go to their youtube channel yeah Go to their videos. How did I do it yesterday? The way I did it. Oh, here's how I did it. Go to, um, go to, go to filters. Go that's this NBC week, kind. there's an N, not an M. M is Mumbai. Yeah, N. There you go. Got it. Okay. Go to this week, and then go to views, view count. Okay. So this is. The most viewed videos for MSNBC in the last week. Let's see all the topics, what they're related to, and what makes them money. Okay. First one is what? MAGA. Trump. Second one is what? Trump. Third one is what? Trump. 20. Fourth one is what? Trump. Keep going down, Kai. Fifth one is what? Trump. 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 Sixth, Trump. Seventh, Trump. Eighth, Trump. Nine, Trump. Uh-huh. Keep going. Ten is Trump. Eleven is Trump, Mueller. Twelve is Trump. Go. 13 is Trump. Go, next one. 14 is the only one that is not Trump. So 13 out of 13 is what? Trump. So we're going to put top 13 out of 13 stories for MSNBC yeah. is Trump. Now let's go to CNN. Let's see topics. I'm going to put right here, Trump, what makes them money? Okay, go to CNN, do the same exact searches, go to this week, and then go to views. Let's see what they got. Okay. So Obama criticizes Republicans for embracing 2020 falsehoods. Do you want to kind of say Trump? I think that's kind of Trump, but I'll let you pick and choose. Yes or no? Obama plus Trump. Trump. Of course. Okay, so that's Trump. Second yeah. one. Is second one Trump? No, because it's Brazil. Third one is not Trump. Fourth one is not Trump. Fifth one is Trump. So, so far, hang on. Yeah. We got, what, two 50%. out of five? No, it's two out of five. It's Trump. Three out of six. Keep going. It's not Trump. but That's not even. Uh, that's an ad. That's an ad. So three out of six, go, then it's, uh, next one is what? This is unacceptable. That's not Trump. Uh, Nope, that's not Trump. So so three out of seven. Bill Barr is not Trump. So three out of eight. There's there's Tom's friend. Tubin. three out of nine. Go, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Not, so three out of 10, three out of 11. uh, Probably 25%. No, so let's just say four out of 12. Fair enough. By the way, respect to CNN. Now go to Fox. So four out of twelve for them is Trump. But MSNBC is a hundred percent anti-Trump videos, make them money. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to Fox News. Kai, type in Fox News. There's a lot of different Foxes. You got to type in Fox News. There you go. <laughs> Fox. Go News. to go to this week. God. Oh my gosh. I wonder how you search sometimes. Okay. All right. So let's see Fox's stories. Take a look at Fox's first one is about what? Kamala. Okay, Kamala is one. So I'm gonna give votes. You, you keep telling me? Next one is about what?
1: The Suwawa. California okay. representative Swalwell. All right,
0: so next. You no, got Kamala. Kamala. Kamala next. Kamala. Next. Kamala. Is the next one also Kamala? Yep. Okay, so so four out of five is Kamala. Who's the next one right there? Tucker obtains uh, the, the bias free. So let's just
1: say. Uh, not, not anything. Wokeism. Uh, wokeism. And you, and you fine. got another Kamala story. Another
0: Kamala. Keep going.
1: Another chi- uh, China. China story. Okay, China One. AOC.
0: AOC. A so, Tucker
1: story.
0: But what is it about? The Tucker story. This is everywhere. Chronicle Magazine, know. Pedro. Da, da. Okay, let's just put American, American Dream, Dream, different story. Tucker story. Give me next one
1: uh, California. California. Brian next. Stelter, Hunter Biden.
0: Stelter. Okay, so Candace check this Owens. out. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. So go five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Now watch this. How many stories were Joe Biden? Zero. Zero. Okay. Joe Biden doesn't make money, folks. Period. There is not a single Joe Biden story, not MSNBC, yeah. not CNN, not Fox, because the current president is so boring that media makes zero yeah. money talking about yeah. him. They have to keep talking about MSNBC's business model is trashing Trump to make money. 13 mm-hmm. out of 13. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like yeah. a, you know, a, 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 a fair. He's got a monopoly yeah. there.
2: And you know what else was interesting is the views of the videos. MSNBC, had some good views on, on those Trump videos. CNN didn't have one view, I don't think, over a million. And Fox had at least five or six that were over a million, including one that was 2.1 million. So, so it's that's actually right. working for MSNBC. They're getting a lot of views. So, CNN's mm-hmm. not even getting numbers so on somebody those. somebody's sitting there
0: saying, guys, we got to make sure we talk about t- uh, Trump because that's what's getting eyeballs, and we got to get the eyeballs to, uh, uh, to, to keep selling ads. Okay, I mean, that's interesting to see that. So, uh, uh, you're on Clay Travis's team. You're on uh, um, Tubin's team. The rest of the folks. Let me,
1: let me say something about what's going on here. So, uh, you know, breaking news, the media is a business. It's like old school journalism of of telling the facts and telling it like it is has gone the way of the dodo. It's all about pleasing your base, telling the things that they want to hear, echo chambers, which you've talked about. That's the reason that MSNBC is just talking about Trump. Let's talk about Basically, the one character that every one of our audience dislikes. Okay? There's a Trump story. Clearly, it's a business model. We're going to get clicks. Let's go with it. Fox, you know, there, Biden isn't going to get the clicks. So who do they talk about? AOC, Kamala, Brian Stelter, CNN. So they, too, took the MSNBC business model and said, let's talk about who our audience dislikes. I think the but, most shocking the thing difference
0: here— is, the, difference is, the, the difference is based on what we just saw. Mm-hmm. To give credit— to give credit, Fox speaks about the most different topics, vi- variety. CNN is the second most different topics. MSN is last.
1: I thought CNN was first.
0: No. Fox Fox has the most variety of stories. Uh, CNN what they had, talk about. had
1: no uniformity. They were just, it was like 25% oh, Trump I, and I, a bunch what, of other but stuff. But what I
0: didn't do is I didn't do it the way I did it with this. Gotcha. The only thing that was consistent here Kamala. was Kamala. But yeah. everything else was... The way I did it here is their Trump was four out of twelve, and then it had a couple yeah. that was two or three. So, but these guys are variety: Biden, Stelter, California, Tucker, AOC, yeah, the, China.
1: The, the everyone, it's variety. I get it because they're different topics, but the uniformity there is that they're all topics that their audience is not gonna. Appreciate, meaning they don't like AOC, they don't like Kamala, they don't like Brian yeah, Stelter. But, but, but so they're playing to their base in a certain, to so, a certain So let extent. me ask you a
0: question to you. So do you yeah. think
1: CNN should take a play out of the MSNBC playbook? Well, that, that the fact that their ratings are down 30%, they maybe want to consider, consider that. They want to consider doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's I, I, actually I, the, what I'm most shocked about is that CNN isn't doing that.
0: The fact that they're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, meaning
1: they're maybe not as left as you Someone's would Someone's about suspect, to get fired if that's right? the
0: case. Listen, there's only so long you can go without viewership until somebody fires you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, that's also... so. The, the the good and the bad of biden is the people he we whether you like biden or not a part of the reason why he was elected was because he's not going to be in the news and tweeting and doing I think doing many people will stuff. disagree
0: with you but that's but there's uh, going to be 80 there,
1: million people that probably do agree
0: I with don't me. think so you know, I don't, what I do you want, mean want, why do you think he was I elected I don't think then? so I don't think so I think I think it's it, the the one of the best quotes I heard like 8 years ago is people don't vote for somebody. They vote against someone, meaning they voted against Trump. They didn't vote vote because they wanted a guy to be calm. They voted because the media did a fantastic job selling all the problems in America on Trump. By the way, this is coming from a guy that right now, if you had to choose, curiosity. I'm going to ask everybody here this question, see what you're going to say. Would you rather have a DeSantis win 2024 or a Trump win 2024? If DeSantis runs 2023 with right plans, would you consider voting for him? Yes, I would. You would consider voting for him.
1: You're saying rather than Trump? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Not rather than yeah. Trump.
0: DeSantis versus Biden. Would Based you con- on what he's done over the last 18 months, yes, I would. You would consider voting for DeSantis. Yes, That's I the would. point. So, so just the fact that you're saying, yes, I would, ought to tell the Republican Party yeah. that there's a camp like you that would consider DeSantis. What is the likelihood of, even if Trump's policies- in mm-hmm. every mathematical calculation we run, benefits you, your family, your future family, your kids. In every possible way, it benefits, Adam, would you vote for Trump in 2024?
1: Highly, if his policy. High, highly likely, no.
0: Because emotionally, you can't stand and the guy. You don't hate him, but you don't like him. It's not, it's not like
1: even emotionally. Guy. It's just. No, it, all emotion. It's time to move on from from him. Like no, it's what not about gonna, it. It's what, not are, are it. you going to remix a bad no, song? No, that's, that's
0: not what I ask you. I ask you a very simple question. What I'm asking you is, you, to me, are more the American voter than anybody else. You're the American voter. Okay. If we win you, we win an election. I agree. Because you're the you guy. You could
1: win people like me with a DeSantis. That's what I'm saying. You what, can't
0: win people that's, like me with that's, Trump. That's I'm not there's no shots you're being yeah. taken. I'm talking no, to I'm like not, a reasonable a conversation yeah, with you. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, what I'm, I agree. What I'm trying to say to you is the 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 people have to decide who they can convert mm-hmm. that's on the middle to flip. I know a lot of Republicans that voted for Obama because they wanted to have a dream. Mm-hmm. First time to say what? Hey, We got a uh, a first black uh, president to tell my kids anybody can become a president. I think that's a good story. I'm willing to vote for it once. I don't know about second time. If he screws up, I'm not going to vote the second time. I kind of like his dream story. I kind of like what he's doing. But there's no way in the world if Mm -hmm. everything you wrote on a piece of paper, I want all these policies. And if Trump was able to do every policy you wanted and Biden didn't want to do it, you still wouldn't vote for Trump
1: if you're actually looking at policies black and white then yeah i would consider but
0: trumps it. behind the policies
1: yeah well policies are are obviously very important yeah. but let's not let we we can pretend all we want but it's not like i agree with all his policies so no what
0: i'm what i'm saying is but, but the point i'm trying to make to you is there yeah. is the folks like you in America, there's people that are not willing to vote for the guy just because they don't like the guy, even if the policies. Yeah, 80 are million plus people. I agree. Okay, that's they voted against him. Nobody voted for Biden. There's no way in the world Biden wins anything else ever.
1: Yeah, that's how polarizing Trump is. Is that's, that he's that divisive of a of that's a figure how great of a job
0: that, the media did to hate this guy. That's how sure. fantastic of a job the media did to hate this guy, and they get credit sure. for it. I, I mean, old, you just old, saw MSNBC. You, you just part- saw MSNBC. Part- thirteen for
1: thirteen. Partially yeah. the media, but you're giving the partially media. Partially the media. You're giving the media a lot of credit oh, here. When no, part- Trump did a lot of shooting himself in Adam, the foot too. It's not too. partially
0: the media. What? impartially the, Who convinced you of Russia for three years? Trump? No.
1: Partially the media? You're, you're saying Trump has no? Yeah, but the media. no, no, no. But what I'm
0: asking you is, who convinced you of Russia? Trump did? Who 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 even made us talk about Russia and Trump? Who mostly the media? Is it no no? It's not mostly.
1: It's only the media. Well, Trump did some stuff to make you question no, like I, the fact that he would never bro if ever I, if criticize I had, Putin if I had a and like was if, cozying. The let's dictator, just say. Let's just was say. A little let's concerning. just say. So
0: I've interviewed Michael and and uh, Michael and Francis, right. He's a mobster. Yeah. Let's just say I've interviewed Sammy in the past before. And mm-hmm. let's just say we've had an exchange in text, okay? okay. Hey, uh, we're on our way. We'll see you there shortly. Hey, I just want to let you know here's what's going on. Imagine that being used 20 years from now to say he's connected to the mob. We have to be careful. And I'm running for governor, and they say yeah. he's connected to the mob. Like, yeah. you know, but, but the point is anything and everything to use. And then imagine. Now, I want you to actually think about this. Go to 2041. It's 2041.
1: I got 28 kids. I Your... got uh, five wives. I got 19 120 cats. Fantastic. cats yeah.
0: Okay, so it's 2041. It's 2041. All right. Yep. And we did. I'm I'm gonna run for office. I'm gonna. It's not gonna happen. But I'm gonna run mm-hmm. for office. I don't have any desire to run for governor. But I'm gonna run for office. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, story comes back out. Do you want a made man <laughs> as a governor?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: why is he so close to the mob? Why has he done so many? Why do they trust him? Do you trust a man that's trusted by the mob? Yep. So, those campaigns. By the way, I, as a campaign guy, I just gave them ideas 100%. if I ever run. People are like, shit, no, I don't want someone like that. Now, yeah. some of the people who like mob movies, they may say, oh. kind of want that guy on my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my kind of guy. It's my, it's my so, kind of guy. You'd be like yeah. Putin. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, what a freaking compliment to yeah. give. <laughs> on the podcast, you'd be like this. The moral of the story is media controls it all, period. Media knows how to make anybody look good. My dad told me in America, Patrick, here's one thing you need to know about America. America will turn you into a hero in one day, and they're going to turn you into zero the next day. And if they want to, they'll lift you back up. But they mm-hmm. do it. You don't control that. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to do it. This is why you've got to be able to control the narrative. So that's all I'm saying about yeah. this year. The point is, whether it's him or DeSantis, they got to start thinking from that. Go I'll ahead. make a
2: quick point. Uh, talk about this scenario. What if we put the energy and the resources behind an investigation into any links to Russia that Biden has or his son that they did with Trump? Could you imagine what they would find out? I mean, if the roles were reversed and there was actually maybe some stuff to actually investigate and to find, could you imagine? Of <sighs> course, that will never, ever, ever happen. Inter- one they've more.
1: already done that. What do you mean? You don't Wait, think they've did, never did done they that? The fa- oh, th- my gosh. No. They Adam,
0: haven't. there's a part of you like if there's anything that upsets the audience like for me I will say Trump screwed up in this this area you cannot tell me the level of bias like if if Donald Trump Jr. was caught using the n-word in text yeah big dog and you know if if he was how long would have the media shared that for the next six months how long how long would you have heard that story for how long? All, over the, all over the news. All over the news. Yeah. What have you heard about uh, Hunter Biden? Have you seen those texts? I have not. You know why you haven't seen the texts? Because you probably watch a lot of CNN and MSNBC. I watch
1: only YouTube.
0: So, so then you haven't seen that because on the YouTube short clips of CNN and MSNBC,
1: I watch Fox News. I haven't seen anything on Fox. There is,
0: of course, it would cover it, but Fox doesn't go like others do and say millions of times of the same thing about Russia. They cover it and they move on to the next story. What
1: do you I mean? How many times did Fox News cover Benghazi? And but, then once Hillary Clinton but, was out, know You're defending someone died. that's indefensible. Oh, people died. Yeah, you're talking about lives. How many times did they talk about Hillary's emails in Benghazi? Because it there, was I, true. Listen, if you're going to call but people the out, call ended, out, are you, both are sides. you Defend Hunter? Call out both but the sides. email so ended
0: up being true. The email ended up being true. The emails of Hillary Clinton that she trashed them, and that was that was true. Just so you Trash know that. Who? The thirty-three thousand emails. That's an accurate story. That's not a dossier that Russia is a fake news, okay, that is fake news. The story about Hunter Biden and his laptop is true news. That is not fake, those text messages are real, Mm -hmm. right? That's not like a fake thing that, so fake stories, they market the hell out of it, true stories, they kind of stay away from it. There's a little bit of yeah. hypocrisy there. By the way, well, again, I, I'm telling you guys, if there's ever been a time for a media platform to just come out and tell both sides of the stories where the audience can make a decision for themselves. Yeah, it's now. Today's the
2: time to it's do it. Time. It's the time. Yeah. Give it's, both sides of the story. The, the America is craving common sense. They're just looking for that. By the way, did you guys see the story over the weekend? And I know this guy very well, personally. His name is Christopher Sign. He he was an anchor in Alabama, okay, in Birmingham. He was the 10 o'clock anchor, and he's from Alabama. He played football at Alabama. I knew him because he used to work at ABC in Phoenix. Great guy, unbelievable family man, three kids. He was the guy that broke the story of Loretta Lynch on the tarmac at Sky Harbor Airport 45 in 2016. Yeah. Okay, and that Bill Clinton got out of his plane in 112-degree heat, walked over and spent 20 minutes in the plane with Loretta Lynch when they were investigating Hillary and the email server. Okay, he received tons of death threats tons of credible death threats because he wrote a book about it and when he went on the publicity tour they were coming to so you die, hear about the, the threats story? were real and he died Seriously? he you didn't hear this? about this guy this or the guy. tarmac okay. well, this guy no i don't know he's this guy. He's, die- he's dead okay, okay. and <laughs> They're saying he committed suicide. That's the part of the story. Which which makes no sense if anybody knows him. It makes no sense. It's almost physically impossible to convince somebody that knows him that he committed suicide. The guy loved life. He loved his family more than you can imagine. He was yucking it up with his coworkers on Friday night talking about what they were going to do that weekend. The next morning, he's dead. So – I don't know. That's all I got. But he was a great guy. Rest in peace. Great family. How many people
0: around the Clintons, if you say something, it's a lot of people that come in. Suicide. It's as if the moment you say something bad, you're like, my I life's know. not worth it. Let me take my own life. It's either that or it's something else. I That's know. the speculation part. Look, you ever you ever had a friend in school or a colleague or something where every time somebody got close to that person, either their life got worse or their business got worse. After about a few years, you have to sit there and say, dude, does this guy really want the best for me or not? Mm -hmm. There's something going on there. Like, for example, let's just say you and I start, you've never hung out with me before. Okay. We start hanging out together. Next thing I know, you're gaining 30 pounds. Next thing I know, your savings depleted. Next thing I know, you picked up a lot of bad habits. Next thing I know, you got a couple DUIs, you're getting arrested, you're doing stupid things that happen into your life. Next thing I know, you're creating a lot of new enemies that you never had before. And then, same story here, same story there, same story with like 45 people. There's something going on over there, right? Mm-hmm. There's something going on over there. But I didn't even want to go to that story. You just kind of brought it up. All I'm saying yes. is MSNBC 13413, 4, 13, CNN 4412, Fox 5413 4, 4, uh, uh, 5, 4, is Kamala, which is what's in. The reason why Fox is doing Kamala last week is because of the whole border thing where he went and uh, she interviewed with, who's the person at the, who was the person that interviewed Kamala last week? Uh, it uh, was uh Lester Holt. Lester Holt. Was, and yeah. Lester, who is a fan of Kamala, totally. it's not their right. friends. Yeah. And at the end he says, how come you're not going to the border? And she says, what? We've been to the border. Her
1: response is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. We've been to the border. And he says, no, no. How come you haven't been to the border? Uh, be- because I don't, because, because. I don't want to bring it, the attention, because it... No, she goes, I also haven't
1: been to Europe.
0: But yeah. what are you going to say? So, I'm, yeah, because, yeah. So it was just... That's the part of it yeah. where it's probably yeah. she was covered five times. I don't know. Look, all I'm saying is What the do you media, think her
1: reason is that she hasn't gone to the border?
0: Because if she does go to the border, everybody has to cover it. And if everybody covers it, it shows how ugly it is and makes the current administration look like crap... And it gives the prior administration to say, "Here's what we did. Look what the hell is going on today yeah. under their regime. Look what's going on under their regime." Politics. And she doesn't it's have the chops. Politics. She doesn't have the chops yeah. to
2: handle a problem like that. She knows she's wow. way in over her head on that issue. She she has no clue what she's doing regarding the border.
0: Yeah, I None. mean, it is what it is. At this mm-hmm. point, uh, you know, we'll see what's going to happen there. Let me go to the woke story. I saw the story that mm-hmm. I thought it was a very good story to share with everybody. This uh, story was given to me by Tom Ellsworth. Let's go to page five. Tom sent me this story. I read in the middle of the night. Kai, did I send it to you? I sent it to you. I said, "Read the story here." It's a story, uh, advice, to grads: be warriors, not wokesters. Scott Galloway, who's a current professor, I think, at NYU. The guy's an absolute stud of a guy. And I don't know if I want to read this whole thing. How long would it take me to read this story? Go ahead, not, 1 minute. I want to read this story. I want to read this story. So check this out. I'm a fast reader, so we'll go through it together.
1: Oh, you're going to read the whole I I'm going to read this.
0: this. I'm going to read this. Last gotcha. week on my on my way to eat uh, Jack's wife Frida, awesome in Soho, a young woman in purple gown with older versions of herself until, until nearly ran over me. Uh, ran me over. It's that time of year, approximately 4 million young adults and their loved ones will be forced to listen to someone my age tell them how to clean up the mess of our generations leaving for them, right? My bromide, be warriors, not wokesters. Be mentally and physically physically warriors. Lift heavy weights and run long distances in the gym and in your mind. Many tasks you'll be asked to perform early in your career will be tedious. Don't do what you are asked to do, but what you're capable of doing. Think of it as boot camp before uh, being uh, sent to battle. Uh, As there are millions of other warriors fighting to win the same uh, region of uh, prosperity, get strong, really strong. You should be able to walk in a room and believe you could overpower, outrun, outlast every person in that room. By the way, I love that sentence right there. Let me read it one more time. You should be able to walk into a room and believe you could overpower, outrun, or outlast every person in that room. What a great word, outlast. My first job was at Morgan Stanley Dean Witter. Great place to have a first job at. I wasn't as well-educated as the other junior analysts. My fault, UCLA is a sinks, sink or swim place. I decided to do neither and neither smoke pot and uh, uh, uh-huh. tread water. Anyway, at Morgan, other, every other week, I'd go to uh, work uh, Tuesday mornings and not leave until Wednesday night. Go to work Tuesday morning and not leave work till Wednesday night. Nobody was at home waiting for me. I had no real hobbies. And in your 20s, if you don't tell yourself otherwise, you can work 30 hours straight, easily. 30 hours straight, this guy, Right. Send a message to your colleagues that you came to play. Many of you will have a gag f- reflex at my boomer capitalist mentality or some bullshit. No, it's America, platform to deploy skills and grit to add value and garner resources. Everyday America becomes more like itself and becomes a better country for people who have resources or influence. And what of balance? Fine. Many people who thoughtfully calibrate the trade-off and fashion a good life for themselves and their families without being obsessed with work and money. Assume you are not that person. If you are in your 20s and reading this newsletter, you don't want balance. You're after influence and relevance. The world isn't yours for the taking, but for the trying. Try hard, really hard. Then it goes into stoicism. Talking about the power of stoicism, meaning control your emotions, all that other stuff. Balance is a myth. There are only trade-offs. Having balance at my age is a function of lacking it at your age. Your call. Let me read that one more time. Having balance at my age. He's a boomer right now. He's, he's an older guy. Having balance at my age is a function of lacking it at your age. Meaning grads, 22-year-olds. Your call. Personal life, work. The monk warrior. Intelligence is the ability to hold two contrary thoughts uh, concurrently. This sounds easier than it is. Our brains are wired for quick assessment. We're descended from millions of generations of creatures whose ability to synthesize novel stimuli with a lifetime's data and formulate a faster-than-thought response kept us from becoming another creature's dinner. Until recently, when strangers encountered each other, only one left alive. But that feature is also a bug. When we react faster than thought, we don't react Thoughtfully, we optimize for short-term emotional satisfaction rather than long-term prosperity. Let me say that one more time. We optimize for short-term emotional satisfaction rather than long-term prosperity. There's a lot of discussion, rethought, uh, of what it makes uh, means to be woke. Some of it is well-founded. Some of it is hyper, um, hyperbole. Yes, be awake to the privileges and prejudices that surround you and rigorously honest about the world you're inheriting. But the word has lost its original meaning. Beyond the media noise, an insidious pattern is emerging in an academic and professional setting. The instance on filtering everything through the lens of personal identity and experience. The prioritization of victimhood. The belief that to be offended is to be right. Structural racism is real. In our He covers that, so go a little bit lower. There's a part of it I really want to cover here. Reacting to every slight and demanding satisfaction from every insult is what system wants you to do. Joining a Twitter mob seizing on a hapless middle manager or an out-of-touch English professor may feel like justice, but it's just a cheap drip of dopamine lost in an ocean of social media profits. Be a warrior. Before you resort to violence, make a thoughtful assessment. Register the intention. Of the, go a little lower what he says. Accomplishments. Are, there's a part of it that I love what he said. He says in life, he gives it to three different things. Go lower. Go lower, lower. There's three things he said. He says, in, at your age, it's about relationship, it's about fitness, and it's about uh, 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 relationship, fitness. What's the other word he used? Work. Was work, relationship, and fitness. Commit to those three mm-hmm. things at that age yeah. work, relationship, and fitness. Yesterday, I'm talking to Tico, and Tico comes into the gym. At all, we read this article. He says, Dad, what's more important? This kid is nine years old. He says, Daddy, what's more important? Is it important for me to work out my brain or my muscles? What a great question to ask, nine year old kid. Mm-hmm. I said, Daddy, what do you think? He says, I think it's brains. Uh, He says, Dylan spends too much time on his muscles. I think for me it's brains. I said, really? Yeah. I said, you know what's important in life? He said, what? I gave him my whole lead, respect, improve, love, courage, wisdom, tolerance, understanding. I said, I read an article by this guy named Scott Galloway. I think I'm going to share it with you. What's that? He said, there's three things you got to put your time into. Hmm. It's hard work, Hmm. it's fitness, and it's relationships. Those are the three things you got to put your value into. The info he shared in this article was so powerful that it got me to transfer to my kids because it was that powerful of content to share. What are your thoughts on this article?
2: You know, he's so articulate, so thoughtful. Um, It took a lot of guts for him to write that, and clearly these are his beliefs. But to stand up like that as a professor at NYU, it would be interesting to see what the reaction from his colleagues is. But, you know, how can you argue against what he said? How can you take anything all the what he laid out in that newsletter. How could you make a, a rational argument against any of it? Here's the answer: You cannot. Okay. And right now, the country is divided into two different types of people. It's it's people like that follow the doctrine of what he is talking about here and want to excel, want to achieve, want to bust their ass. If things don't work out, if you fail along the way, it happens. You dust yourself off and you keep going. That's what's called America. And then you have this other loud minority, loud. That wants everything handed to him. They, they want to point out all the imbalance and everything. Um, I think there's a tipping point at some point in this country. I'm praying that there is. Uh, you have another voice of reason that's out there, Bill Maher. And I've seen Scott Galloway Love on. Love
0: what works he's doing right yep, now. And I've Bill seen Maher.
2: Galloway on his show. And he had a great point. He was on Bill, Ga- uh, Bill Maher's show in March. And, Here's how he describes wokeism. He goes, what we have right now is an industrial shaming culture, making a caricature of comments and then using that to extract to an ugly place so you can get virtue points. And the moment you're offended, you feel like you're right, you know, that you have the right to uh, to, to be right about the issue. So I hope his voice gets stronger, gets louder um, I just I just don't think rational Americans t- can take much more of this we have a situation in our city right now in Manhattan Beach that's reaching a very very critical tipping point having something to do with what happened in the city over a hundred years ago that nobody that lives there now had anything to do with it involving this, this place called Bruce's Beach and it was once owned by a black family and then they lost it and now they're going to get it back etc but it's turned into something really really ugly so you know if, if you're a concerned citizen, you're, you're reaching out to the city council, and I'm just I'm emailing him saying, "Hey, look, it's time for common sense to prevail." You know, because there's no common sense out there anywhere. There's just in politics, in the media, or anywhere. So, uh, kudos to him. He's a voice of reason, um, and like I said, I just don't think you can argue with it, even though it's. Goes against everything that his fellow professors believe. Now, what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, mad respect to Scott Galloway here. I think when he he talks about work, fitness, and relationships, something that I always talk about is you know, mind, body, soul. So like, obviously, you know, work your mind, work your body, and you know, be fit, but work your soul. That's relationships and being a good person and focusing on what you're doing. So respect on that. I don't think there's anyone who would argue with the power of mind, body, soul, or in his case, uh, work, fitness, relationships. That's something that that stuck out to me with that is the millions of years of quick uh, reactions and quick processing stimuli to say, oh shit, that's a saber tooth tiger, I gotta run. Or, oh my God, that's a dinosaur, I gotta go. And that's essentially the good and the bad of what we have today with all the Twitter mob and the keyboard warriors and the feelings on your fingertips is you could see something, boom, comment, I hate that guy. Oh, he's a piece of shit, Oh, he should be canceled. Like the, the quick nature of being able to just basically authorize your feelings to the outside world because of this. You know, we could say a lot of good things about this, but this basically can get you in a lot of trouble too. So the Twitter mob and the cancel culture mob is a real thing these days. And I totally agree with Scott. The problem is, you know, Gen Z, uh, who is basically who he's talking to, because he's this is a, a, a graduation speech? Where is this exactly? No, he, uh, just, he just wrote it. Okay, just wrote wrote, it but yeah. this is advice to grads Absolutely. who are graduating yep. college. So yep. it, it, your daughter just graduated. She's Gen Z. Do you know the other word for the Gen Z? Like, I'm a millennial. You're a Gen X. You're a Gen X, a- right? You know the other word for Gen Z is the iGen, as in iPhone generation. Like, there's an entire generation of people yeah. called the iGen. Meaning they're born with an iPhone in their hand. So as much as I wanna understand where he's coming from, you've got millions and millions and millions of young Americans, young people around the world that are born with this literally in their hand. Okay? And it's hard to escape this. It's hard to say, yeah, yeah, I totally, I'll, I'll check my feelings and process it and, and give it 24 hours and then I'll, like you used to talk about, you told a story about if you were gonna fight with your wife and if before you had a phone, and you were leaving the office, you'd have a yep. half hour to process yep. it and cool off. Now, now, these days, it's like, fuck you, I'm on my way yep. home. and now It's like, take a freaking second and relax. Yep. That's also the problem with having this and everything at your fingertips is that you can just respond to anything immediately. You see something online, comment, dislike, cancel, and that's the good and the bad of having the iPhone and being an iGen. And I,
0: I think that's one of the reasons why he and so many others are pushing the concept of stoicism stoicism mm-hmm. to me is a very necessary thing to be taught nowadays kai what do you, is there schools that teach stoicism as a course not just like in a philosophy course like is there a course you can take in school about uh, uh how to be a stoic or no is there probably not in school probably not in school right i think there's so much benefit to it i read meditations years ago i don't know how many years ago marcus read, aurelius Ah, let me tell you i've read it so many yeah. times have you had a chance You've you had read a chance? that yeah you yeah. told me to get it i read yeah. that before so, I so came meditations about. when i read i'm like Man, you know, a part of me watching my dad, it's a part of like he is a natural stoic, right? There's a lot of benefits to thinking that way because nowadays, if you are not a stoic and you don't know how to control your emotions, you will be driven insane, constantly worried about things you have zero control over. The ability to manage your emotions on things you have no control over Mm -hmm. is such an invaluable skill set today. It is so valuable today for your career for your relationships, for being an investor, for being an entrepreneur, for being a businessman, for Mm -hmm. being a human being, for being a parent in every possible way. It's a lot of work, but I love the article. By the way, I just sent the link in um, the chat box. If you're looking at it, you can go subscribe to his newsletter. I highly recommend you going out there and doing that. Uh, He's got a lot of great commentary out there as well. Did
1: you ever see this before?
0: What's that? This. Uh, things you control, things you things don't control. Things you control, yeah. things
1: that matter. And then at the tipping point in the very middle, that's where you should focus. Meaning.
0: Control what matters.
1: Cont- if you can't control it, you can't control it. If it doesn't matter, then why don't are you worry focusing about it. So on stay it? Stay controlled. So focus on things you can control and that matter. If you can't control yeah, it and brilliant. if it doesn't matter, why are you spending time brilliant. on it? Brilliant. So. Uh, Shout out to Marcus Aurelius.
0: I love it. Awesome. Let's go to the Netanyahu story, page 10. Adam, I I want to get your commentary on this, Uh, your thoughts. Obviously, it happened very quickly. Mm -hmm. You told us this was kind of has been in the works for a while, but let's go through it. Bottom of page 10. Netanyahu as prime minister after Israeli parliament votes to form a new coalition government. He's out as prime minister. Business Mm -hmm. Insider story. The Israeli parliament on Sunday voted to form a new coalition government, unseating Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who has led the country for the last 12 years. Naftali Bennett, a longtime Netanyahu ally, turned adversary, assumed the role of prime minister and was sworn in Sunday. Bennett is the head of the country's right-wing Yamina party and is an ultra-nationalist multimillionaire. According to the AP, uh, Netanyahu sat quietly during the vote. After the vote, he shook Bennett's hand and briefly sat in opposition's leader's chair before he walked out of the chamber. So that's how much we have uh, here in the story. Adam, what's really going on
1: there? Okay, so what's going on here? And I got a lot of notes here, uh, and I'll try to break this down into three major parts. So obviously Israel and everything that was happening in Gaza has been all up in the news for the last couple months. Uh, But everything that's been going on with Bibi Netanyahu is really a couple years they've been trying to get him out of office. And 12 years he's been in power. That's a long time, especially for a democracy. So let me start off with saying this. I'm very pro-Israel. The more that I've dug deeper into the subject, look where Israel is. Look who its neighbors are. To the north, you got Lebanon and Syria. Stable? No. To the right, you've got Jordan, pretty stable. South Egypt, pretty unstable. you got Iran. you got Afghanistan. You've got Saudi Arabia. Name one of those countries if you're an can American. Can you pull up the map
0: of Israel while the audience can name see? Name one going. of
1: those countries if you're an American and, you, and you're pro-American that has your back, that has your best interest out of any of those countries, you can name one, Israel. So uh, they're the only democracy in the Middle East. They're in the literally the most dangerous part of the world. You've come from Iran, you understand how dangerous they are. People don't understand that the Sunnis are fighting with the Shiites and then you get the Kurds and you got different sects and different um, types of people. And the fact that Israel in the middle of all that is a democracy, that should just tell you everything you need to know about democracy. Are they perfect? No. Do they have issues in the country, just like America? Yes. That moves on to the, to the second thing. Um, they have issues in this country. Just like in America, there's Trump. And then on the left, you know, you've got Biden and you got Obama. And then you've got AOC. And on the right, you got Ted Cruz. Essentially, the best way to understand Israeli politics is let's use American politics to basically understand what's going on there. Netanyahu was Trump. Okay, he's been in power for a long time. Is it Trump he Trump or Reagan? I don't, I mean, he was, I mean, I'm just using modern times. He's more of a Trump type of ultra-nationalist, um, you know, sort of hardline. Because
0: that that that's, that. If, if, if for the person that doesn't know, if you say Netanyahu is Trump, they, they go to one place. So yeah. is he more of a... Extreme, like personality,
1: like a Trump, no, or would you no, he's say a little, more, he's a little more stoic than a Trump? If you, so you know, can you not say as, he's more like a Reagan? Maybe, uh, you know, he's a modern day Reagan. Okay, fair enough. Trump. So, there's are you saying he's polarizing, they're, okay. like Trump. He's very polarizing he in is the country. polarizing, with Beyond Trump. Okay, fair enough. Okay, okay, keep going. Yeah. Um, so, just understand that the co- they put a coalition together, and I'm trying to use an American terminology to bake down what's going on. On Israel. Yeah. For today's world, I'm saying let's just pretend for the sake of conversation, Netanyahu was a Trump. Okay? So this coalition government they put together, imagine if Bernie Sanders, AOC, Ilhan Omar on the left teamed up with Joe Biden, Obama, and then on the right, Ted Cruz, Mitt Romney, sort of the Rhinos. Yeah. And they all came together to form a coalition government with one purpose and one purpose only to get netanyahu aka trump out of there and they did it by a 60 to 59 margin by one vote very slim margin but basically it just it's this is the most diverse government in israeli history that's how much all these sides of the spectrum left center and right basically said it's time for netanyahu to go okay so the person that's actually the prime minister right now, um, Naftali Bennett, is actually further right than Netanyahu. So it'd be like a Ted Cruz, or who's further right than Trump? That's a, a, Ted that's Cruz, a good way of maybe, putting it. Yeah, sure. Who's now the prime minister. He's going to be the prime minister for two years. This is a person who is very ultra-nationalist, sort of even right, more right-wing than Netanyahu. Now, for the first time ever... There's you know, there's a large Arab contingency in Israel. And this is actually the first time that they're gonna have a play in the government. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. So there's ten like that we talked about the tensions in Gaza. That thing ne- needs to be rectified. So as much as pro-Israel as I am, as much as I am a lover of democracy as and how they are a beacon of hope in the Middle East, what what's happening in Gaza is not sustainable. And what's happening with the settlements is not sustainable. There needs to be a two-state solution at some point. And if it takes having a coalition government who are maybe open to sharing ideas with one another yeah. rather than one hardliner and Bibi Netanyahu, I think that's something that Israelis are yearning for and we'll see if they can make anything work steve, but it's not
0: going to be easy steve anas if you guys are listening Stephen anas if you're listening to this steve levis just gave a 100 bucks and anas has given a nice. bunch of 20s today if you guys are listening if you have strong opinions about uh, the what just took place in israel put a comment here if i'll see you if you're on uh, in uh, texas at 310-340-1132 we may just call you guys up if we got both of you 310-340-1132 go ahead tom
2: You know, you mentioned the coalitions, and I guess this would be my question. If you have a coalition government with all these extreme personalities Mm -hmm. and ideas, and your one objective is to get a guy out, and you achieve that, how do you govern? Because now you're on opposite ends of the spectrum, and now you have to run a country, and you have to face some very serious issues like Iran. Exactly. And, and what's going on, you know, as far as trying to prevent them from having a nuclear bomb, which is what Netanyahu passionately did. By the way, didn't Netanyahu say he'd be reinstated by August? I think, no, I'm just joking. That's Trump's line. Uh,
1: Yeah, that's Trump's But he line. did say, to quote Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. But, yeah, he did. He, he gave an entire did. speech in Hebrew, and he said three words in English, I'll be back. So, Netanyahu's not going anywhere. Uh, he's this is why I'm yeah. kind of giving the Trump analogy. I'm not saying he's as polarizing, or maybe he is as polarizing as Trump, but Netanyahu is a character who's been in politics me, for 12 he seemed, years. He seemed extremely diplomatic. Agreed. Uh, uh, to me, on the he's... world stage. On the world stage. In Israel, he can be very uh,
2: divisive. He went scorched earth on his exit press conference the other day. He went scorched earth, and mm-hmm. he attacked Biden in that. He went right after Biden uh, regarding Iran. So I'm just curious how this new government... And is that this a new good
0: move? I think it's a good move. Yeah,
2: it shows strength, that's for sure. As not not as
0: only shows strength, you, it's, he's saying, like, you guys better keep an eye out on what's yeah. going on with Iran if the negotiations yeah. continues with Iran, yeah. because if U.S. and Iran get closer, who, who, who what, what place is a more dangerous place to be in? Israel.
2: Well, because they would probably use their damn nuke, you know? I mean, that's their whole idea for having it. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of... Um, Influence he has going forward because you know, when you're in power for 12 years, it's hard to give it up, mm-hmm. and, and how the new coalition government is going to handle Iran.
1: Let's talk about uh, our friend Scott Galloway to, to bring that back. One of his major uh, three categories that he said you should focus on is relationships. So, speaking of relationships, Netanyahu had a pretty damn good relationship with Trump. To the fact, when uh, Biden won election. Uh, you know how long it took him to call Bibi Netanyahu? Mm. Three weeks. Three weeks to call one of your greatest allies to call He's him. He's probably st- got a
2: rotary phone, doesn't he, know how to use a <laughs> cell phone? And maybe
1: that's what it is. You know how long it took him to call this Naftali Bennett? One day. God. So uh, the the, the Democratic Party, here's a, here's a message to all my Democratic uh, Party friends here in America. The Democratic Party is slowly but surely becoming the anti-Israel party. And that's something that's very concerning as someone who has voted Democrat and is pro-Israel. It's it's becoming more and more likely that Jewish people- Steve, I'm gonna call on us, hang tight. Are are gonna start hearing some of the rhetoric that's coming out of the left wing of the Democratic Party and saying, I can't stand for that, I'm gonna start looking towards the right. Because all of my orthodox Jewish friends or any conservative Jewish friends, they're Republicans. And 75 percent of of jews are more liberal so if that tips it could be an issue
0: it could be an issue and and you're seeing a lot of folks on the left kind of talk about what the hell is going on over there in an area that we all agree on yeah. Steve steven ask can you guys hear me yeah i hear you well uh, uh our friends are back today? steve can you hear me as well i heard Anas. can you hear me as well steve do we have you on i think we just lost steve hang tight for me one second let me call steve uh, yeah, even, uh, what's his name? You know who's... Uh, Your
2: call has been forward. Come
0: on, Steve, pay the bill. Steve Texas us. He texted us, but uh, uh,
2: let me see here. Give me one second. You know, you never doubted for a second where Trump stood on Israel, ever. Your call has been forward. Okay,
0: guys, if you're listening, just call that number back. Both of you guys will get you on. You never, You never doubted where he stood.
2: On Israel. I mean, he was probably the most friendly president for Israel ever. I mean, ever.
0: Look, when you got did, – did, did Russell Brandt love Trump? No. no. Did, did Bill Maher love Trump? No. no. Not at all. Did, did, you know, Scott Galloway love – did these people sit there and say, oh, Trump's the greatest thing since sliced bread? No. No. They're all in agreement on what's going on right now with the Democratic mm-hmm. Party on positions they're taking. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, it's almost like, dude – What are you doing? You're offending the family. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. hey, you're not making a family look that. I don't stand for that. Mm -hmm. I don't stand. I'm willing to defend my side to a point, Mm -hmm. but not for this. I've been a diehard Laker fan for my entire life, since the day I came to the States. I came November 28, 1990. You know what happened a couple months after that? It's the Bulls-Lakers final. It's the Bulls-Lakers final. It's the Georgia going up over Sam Perkins, right? I watched that on black and white TV when that took place, and I'm a diehard Laker fan. I was devastated when the Lakers lost. i have just been to the States for a few months when I saw that game. I'm like, dude, this this sucks. My team just lost to this guy named Michael. Apparently, everybody calls him the greatest. And that was his first championship. I watched Michael win every single Mm -hmm. championship, back to back to back, rockets, rockets, back to back to back, and then everybody else came right Mm -hmm. after Jordan when he left. I'm a Laker fan. But even as a Laker fan, it's the first time the last two years I have not rooted for them because Mm -hmm. I don't like how the game is being – manipulated into fans, we have to agree on one side just to support the NBA and how much it's in Mm -hmm. my face today. I can't just enjoy game anymore. Mm -hmm. As a fan, I've stepped away from the team. For the current time being, I may come back, but I'm not rooting for the Lakers. But when they lost, I said, "Good for the mm-hmm. Suns, go win a championship, do whatever you got to mm-hmm. be doing." Right. By the way, who are you choosing to win the whole thing between the the teams that are left?
2: Well, I got Milwaukee be winning that series because of the injuries. You got Milwaukee winning uh, winning, it that, all? Series, no, winning that series, all. winning that series. Okay, all. so I'm just breaking it down round by round. Uh, I love Atlanta; they're a fun team to watch. But I think if Milwaukee beats the Nets, they're coming out of the East. I don't think the Clippers are going to beat Utah. I, I think maybe there's an issue with Kawhi's knee, yeah. and Utah's not going to lose at home. Dunk? So I'm going with the Suns. Over Utah in the Western Finals and beating the Bucks in the uh, NBA Finals. Give me the Suns.
1: I'm gonna take uh, shocker alert. I'm gonna take Brooklyn, even though the Kyrie's hurt and that Harden is uh, hasn't been back yet. I know you said that they had a zero percent chance, Tom, uh, but as long as one of one of those two guys are healthy, Kevin Durant looks ridiculous right now. So I'm, I'm taking. I'm, hope, I'm hoping I'm Milwaukee wins. Yeah. I'm
0: hoping Milwaukee wins is who I'm hoping for. Uh, uh, is but what I would want to see. Back
1: to your analogy with why you're, you know, you've been a lifelong Lakers fan, and now for the last few years you're not exactly rooting for the Lakers. And I I'm think Dems sure are going through that right now. I think I think, are I going think both right sides. Now. I think this is the power of being an independent free thinker. That if you're just only saying I'm on disagree. this side, I'm on the, I'm a Democrat and I agree with everything, or but, I'm a Republican, but, but and I agree with everything it's very part, dangerous. Tell me
0: which part of policies on the right has changed? Policies, not. Positions, not not personality, policies. Uh, you're saying what? Since Trump has been yes. in office, policies, policies. For example, let me explain to what I mean by this. Yeah. Did the right under Trump all of a sudden go from pro-life to pro-choice? Did the right all of a sudden under Trump go from low taxes to high taxes? Did the right under Trump all of a sudden go from, you know, protecting a country with security to now, no, let's not do military? Did the right under Trump all of a sudden go away from freedom of speech to now you're being c- controlled? That So what policies changed what under policies
1: Trump? What policies changed on the, on the, on, on, under Obama? What policies I changed? didn't say
0: Obama. I'm saying under Biden.
1: No, I'm saying what policy. I, I don't think either side has changed but, but it policies. Is. Uh, well, no, no, but The point
0: is the protection of Israel has always been unanimous. There yeah. used to be a time, there used to be a time, I sent that video to you where we talked about it, right? Where a lot of the rich country clubs back in the days, were ran by Republicans, and they did not allow yeah. Jews in. The right here at the, yeah. what do you call it? Right here at the right across the Bookerism street is what, country the, Club, what, East, what is the, what is the community called? Royal Pump? Is that? Yeah. Royal Pump. They did not allow Jews to live in that community, but we're talking 50, 60 years ago, right? Because it was like protected. Yeah, in the 50s. Well, there were signs years up ago. that
1: used to say, no blacks, no Jews, no dogs. That's That's right. basically what was Perfect. going on in wow. this country. So that
0: was then. That how That's how pathetic it was then, right? Yeah. And so they were welcomed by the Democratic Party. So the Jews said, I'm part of the Democratic Party Mm -hmm. because they welcome me. They've had them for 70 years they've had that vote. Mm -hmm. The Democrats had the black vote for how many years? Since 1960. That's 60 years they've had that vote, right? Gradually, if they're flip-flopping with their position of no longer supporting the Jewish community in Israel, they could easily Mm -hmm. lose that vote today. Easily lose that. That's what I'm saying when I'm saying the right didn't change their policies. The right just hated Trump because Trump called that McCain. Trump called that Bush. Trump called that Bush Senior. Trump called that a bunch of people who are veterans on the right, saying, "I don't care if you're a prisoner of war. I want to make sure you don't get caught." Like some of the comments, that's mm-hmm. how he lost a lot of people, not policies. Well, pure on some outs.
1: policies, he did change the tradition, such of, as. Like- like free trade. He began trade wars. I think the Republicans were- That's not were, a trade
0: war. There was abuse, and for many years, everybody wanted to go up against China, but nobody had the audacity to go up against China. And I'll give Trump credit China. for that. But that's also, not policies. That's also just fisc, called brass. being a
1: fiscal conservative, not taking on more debt. Trump brought on a lot of debt. There's no- I mean, check I the numbers that's on
0: that. A, I think that's been a- uh, mutual thing since bush obama uh, the last 20 years
1: oh there's no denying there's the democrats no, would take sides. on debt but it's the fact that republicans are supposed to be more there. fiscal yeah. conservative it's limited under government under trump they I don't, brought on trillions sig- of debt i don't so. disagree
0: with that but i think that the big government thing happened after bush Right after Bush, mm-hmm. everybody wanted a bigger government. That's been happening for a long and time. George W. Bush. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, that, after 9-11 and the TSA and everything, yeah, and the Big Brother just, and, and looking everything, everything, everything. bigger and bigger, we, and bigger. We've heard yeah. more
2: anti-Israel talk in this country in the last three months than we have in the last 30 years. And
1: yeah, and a lot of it is because it's BDS and it's happening on um, boycott, divest, and um, whatever, sanction against Israel. A lot of the college campus. a lot of the, this goes back to the woke crowd. Something that people need to understand, I don't know if we're going to get our friends on, like the most ironic part of I think the the woke liberal left anti-Israel BDS is there was a um, there was an image of uh, of a gay flag that was essentially um, gays for Gaza, essentially. And <laughs> someone pointed out, do you understand that if you actually that makes no ha- sense had the gays gay flag? Gaza? In Gaza, they would full-on kill you. But if you had that in Tel Aviv, Israel, they would just, hey, good keep good luck. Like, that's that's the, the biggest joke, yeah. is the fact that you have the liberal woke left defending these authoritarian, Hamas-driven terrorist organizations Guys, I lived in and Iran. that don't understand how right-wing they are. Let and me put it, it to you this it's way. It's a joke.
0: I've talked about this, maybe privately, you and I have talked about it. There was a guy back in the days who was like the... The 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 uh, Jimmy Kimmel, the Jimmy Fallon, the Johnny Carson of Iran. His name was mm-hmm. Farouk Sadeh. Mm-hmm. Good looking guy. Very good. Can you pull him up? Oh, yeah, you be, there's no way in the world you would be able to spell his <laughs> Kai, name. Guy, would
1: you spell, uh, spell <laughs> Farouk Sadeh, please? So did he ever a you that?
0: F A R O K H Farouk Z A D E H. No, no. The fact that you're even spelling it out is terrible. I'm saying it correctly. F A R O K H Farouk Z A no, no. Put it together. It's one name. Z-A. It's like a John. It's an easy name. Z-A-D-E-H.
1: John. <laughs>
0: Zadeh. It's like John. D-E-H- Come on, bro. D-E-H. E-H. H- D-E-H. Iran. Put Iran. Okay, now go there. Put images. Put, put images. Images. Images, buddy. Okay. Uh, go Go back. Uh, uh,
1: Kai, not somehow that still one. No,
0: no. Farukh Zadeh to the left. Right there. To the left. It says Farukh Zadeh right there. Oh, to the my left. God.
1: Kai, how can you <laughs> not spell Farukh Zadeh? Right there, Which just go right you? there.
0: Thank God, that guy right there. Okay, <laughs> okay. So he, he Reynolds was. Right there. Look
2: at this, yeah. Burt
0: Reynolds, Iranian yeah. Burt man. Let me tell you, good-looking guy, yeah. great voice, great performer. Look at that picture right there of him. Look at that. That's a that's a Omar Sharif looking something. guy. Yeah. Well, anyways, there is a speculation that he was gay in Iran. And later well, on, based
1: on that outfit, I'm going to go. The, the <laughs> speculation was correct. Then if that's the case, half of men in America <laughs> who are metro are gay. So do not talk right that way about Adam, Farouk Farouk You may not dress like that on the podcast, <laughs> but you dress like
0: that every day when he Black comes to work. Black and white. Black and white. Does he not dress like that every day he comes to work? You guys should
1: see how <laughs> yeah, Adam dresses. <laughs> Adam dresses like a bullfighter. <laughs> I, I would like to be now uh, called Farouk Zadeh. That's my new name. Do not butcher <laughs> it. how you better spell that shit right. Farouk Zadeh.
0: Anyway, so he. Tell us about Farouk. He was gay. You know, the I rumor bet. had it
1: that he liked men. Yeah.
0: And anyways, eventually he's at a hotel in Europe, they go find him, they chop him up. They, Who's
1: they? The Iranians?
0: Uh, uh, the the Ayatollah? The of Ayatollah's Hezbollah. camp. They find him, they chop him up, and they take his privates, they put it cut him up, they put it in his mouth to prove a point, take yeah. a picture, send it out that's to say, here's what we do to folks like you. Unbelievable. Okay? For everybody else. We dare you to come out the closet. Yeah. Do do this behavior again, see what happens. Folks in America think that's a joke. Dude, in Iran, we'd be driving, mm-hmm. and if a girl had her hair being shown back in the days, I'm yeah. talking the era when I lived there, back in the days, if you had your hair being shown, they would take you, they would take you and whip your back 77 times, you would hear yeah. that number constantly. So if you if you see many yeah. times when you'd go to the beach, and you'd see a man or a woman in the back that's got the, her, their back look so sort of like What is uh-huh. wrong with this person's back? It's not what's wrong with their back. They got arrested. Lashes. They got whipped. They got lashes in Iran. Jesus. This was normal in Iran. It wasn't like the new CNN, 8 o'clock tonight. You know, John Jones got sliced 77 times. CNN, no, that's yeah. not like that. Hmm. It's Just, all right, cool. Sounds good. All the best. Next time, don't screw up. Yeah. It's a different kind of a culture. So many people in America who are saying, gays for Gaza, hmm. I yeah. challenge you yeah. to have the courage to go do that in actually Gaza. And see what happens
1: or do that in saudi arabia yeah. or do that in iran or do that in syria or do that in lebanon or do that in oman or do that in well, yemen you can do it good where? luck but you can do it in tel aviv and anywhere israel. in israel that's right
2: was yeah. was the guy that they killed was he on the air at the time was he still a relevant personality and he's always he, till the
1: day he died he talking was about that's unbelievable man yeah, that's till so sad so
0: tragic yeah so there's always these rumors about what happened that's the one story you keep hearing about there so anyways let's go into inflation let's talk about inflation page nine middle of the page nine Inflation expectation for the next year surged to record high. Fox Business story. Okay, Inflation for the next year climbed for seventh straight month in May to record high. According to a new survey from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, median one year ahead of inflation expectation last month rose 0.6 percentage points to 4%. The highest since the New York Fed survey of consumer expectations began... Inflation expectation over the short term have in recent months been an increasing at a faster pace than a medium term. The 0.4% point difference between the two is the biggest spread on record. Respondents also expect prices for all commodities to increase over the next year. The median year ahead expect, expected change in food prices increased 2.2% points to record height of 8%. While the other year ahead expect change, the prices gas rose 0.6%. Points to 9.8%. My prediction. I've been saying it, Kai. We got to make a note for me to do that video on gas prices. I predict gas prices in the next 12 to 24 months to at five to ten dollars. I was uh, out of uh, out of town a, a couple weeks ago, and I saw the gas prices in California being at uh, 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 what 440? do you call it? Uh, no, no, no. premium was 4.89 is what it was. Regular was 4.40. Mm-hmm. Today, Yesterday I was running out of gas on my way to TSA building here in, uh, what do you call it, in Florida by the port. Mm-hmm. Barely found a gas station. Thank God I did. 270 260 mm-hmm. what I'm paying for? Pathetic how cheap the gas is over here compared to. But Floridians are saying the gas prices have come up. I'm like, this is nothing right. compared to what it is. Inflation is coming. Let me add that with the other story together. Let me add that with the other story together, and then I'm going to come to you guys for your feedback. Mm-hmm. Global tax rate could drive businesses away from U.S. Watchdog warns. Also business. Fox Business Story. President Biden and leaders of G7 Group Nations endorsed a global minimum corporate tax rate of at least 15% a policy that could ultimately drive business investments away from the U.S. That's according to Taxpayer Protection Alliance, a nonprofit advocacy group based in D.C., which argues that a higher global minimum rate would ultimately be passed on to workers and consumers through reduced compensation and higher prices. There's some evidence to suggest that corporate taxes are ultimately borne by workers and consumers. A recent analysis conducted by the Tax Foundation suggested that up to 70% of the tax burden falls into labor as the tax reduces... As the tax reduces investment productivity and wages, the dollar amount of cost and labor may exceed the revenue raised by the tax by wide margin, the tax foundation said. But the Biden administration is arguing a minimum tax rate will build a more equitable tax system that will help deliver a foreign policy for the middle class and it will help support working families everywhere. Thoughts on inflation and the tax
2: rate increasing globally. I, I could just speak from one perspective. I, inflation is in the news every single day. Isn't inflation a horrible thing that we should be afraid of? Terrible thing. Okay.
0: For middle American low, low income,
2: yeah. terrible thing. Yeah, and they keep talking about it like um, there's a cold front coming and temperatures might be like 3% colder during March through April. Uh, they're making it seem like it's a like just a little small, little ticky-tack, little inconvenience. I mean, if this hits like every – Jamie Dimon's talking about how J.B. Morgan is stowing away as much cash as they possibly can because the inflation is coming in a huge way. I'm scared as hell about it. You know, I really am. I mean, how? I know what gas prices are because I pay them in California. You can see other things inching up. I and mean, you combine that with the global shipping issues that we have and all the other things that are that are in this pot and they're brewing. And it's going to be a very, very challenging time coming for us very shortly.
1: So – we, we talked about two topics right there, the inflation Taxes, and, wealth the, and the corporate and inflation, tax. Yes. I mean, the, the one thing that comes to mind here is what I just kind of showed you over here with my little uh, Venn diagram. There's things that you can control and there's things that matters and where they coalesce in the middle is where you should focus. You're not going to stop inflation, Bob, Sue, Joe, Mary. It's going to happen. It is what it is. The only thing you control is what's going on in the Four walls under your house. So, if inflation is 4% in this coming year, or if it's transitory and it, it'll be closer to 2%, historically, inflation is what? 2 to 3% annually, anyway, over time. So, inflation's gonna happen. There's nothing you can do to control it. And unless you're some corporate tax avenger who actually has a stance of what can happen at the corporate tax rate, uh, there's nothing you can do about it. So, there's nothing you can do about inflation. There's nothing you can do about the global corporate tax rate. The one thing you can do is focus on your own personal finance. And what I always say, save that money. And then if you're worried about inflation and you're worried about um, your dollar not being as powerful as it is now, then start investing in assets that um, provide a better rate of return or start investing in assets that Pat always talks about. Keyboard. Non-duplicate. Yeah, let me ask you this. How's the middle How's the middle class going to invest in
2: any of that? With inflation going up, they're looking to afford milk and gas you're and right.
0: insurance. You're right. You're right. By the way, you're absolutely right. So here's here's the issue. D- did you see the story about BlackRock? Kai, by the way, Luis Rodriguez from uh, Ecuador, if you can text us, as 310-340-1132. I put the number down there. Luis, text us, Ecuador, 310-340-1132. I want to give you a minute to share with us. How inflation affected uh, Ecuador. So did you see the story about BlackRock going and buying homes mm-hmm. from people and paying 25% by market rate? Did you see that, number, that story I, there? N- I didn't see that. that it's okay. not, here, it's, not, in it? it's okay. not in here. It's not in here. It's a story. Yeah. So they're going around and they're buying real estate portfolios. Wow. And they're saying, listen, half a million dollar home, we'll pay 600 grand. $400,000 home, we'll pay 500,000. They're overpaying for home. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people. my gosh, people are buying at the peak of the market. They're just buying right now. I've said this myself, right? That's market crash. But when you start printing money the way we printed money the last 12, 18 months, and the Fed keeps the rates as low as they have. Do you know how cheap money is right now? I don't even Mm -hmm. understand if people realize how cheap money is right now. It's the cheapest it's ever been. You want to go get millions of dollars today? It's so cheap. Mm -hmm. You know the whole thing where uh, uh, they talk about they talk about the fact that it's not fair that Bezos, Buffett, right. all these guys barely paid any taxes. I don't know if we have one of those stories. There Is that are. one of the stories? I'll just go to it. It's on page four at the top. Mm-hmm. 25 richest Americans paid no federal taxes report the street. Tesla's Elon Musk, former New York mayor's Michael Bloomberg, Amazon's Jeff Bezos, the activist investor Carl Icahn have all managed to pay zero income taxes in at least one year in the past 15 years. ProPublica reported billionaire investor George Soros managed to pay no income taxes 3 years in a row. in one year Bezos paid no income taxes 2011. He even claimed and received a he even claimed and received a $4,000 tax credit. For his children, according to the report from 2006 to 2018, Bezos saw his wealth increase $127 billion. Over the period, he reported $6.5 billion in income, on which he paid $1.4 billion in federal taxes. When compared with his uh, with his overall gains, the amounts to 1.1% true tax rate on the rise on his fortune. To, uh, top, topping uh, ProPublica's list is... Uh, Berkshire Hathaway's uh, Warren Buffett, the Oracle of uh, Omaha, reportedly had income of $125 million from 2014 to 2018, paid 23.7% in taxes, a true tax rate of 0.1%. The way they're doing the yeah. math, right? Okay. So this concept becomes – and by the way, somebody leaked their taxes. Right. I don't know. Somebody, somebody leaked. Somebody
2: from the IRS, which is a federal offense, she by the way. Kidding
0: me? Anon- all yeah. anonymous. Yeah. And then you see the – uh, the, the press secretary is like, "Oh, we are going to get to the bottom of this. No you're not. Yeah. This is IRS giving you the yeah. story right before you're pitching the idea of raising taxes is a good thing and look at all these rich people let's turn them into bad people sure. so then so let, let's do this here's here's the other way of thinking about it. All these incentives first of all, money's free it's easy today to get meaning for the rich it's mm-hmm. very free. Interest rates are low mm-hmm. it's so easy to go get fifty hundred two hundred million dollars today. If you have money, there's this saying when you have money, they don't lend you any money. 15 year, 20 years ago, nobody gave me, me a loan at a bank. I couldn't get a loan at a bank if I tried. Hell, if I wanted to rent a car from Hertz, they wouldn't give it to me because like, we're worried because your credit sucks so bad, right? Today, everybody's just like, hey, you want another 10 million? You want another 40 million? You want mm-hmm. another 35 million? Yeah. You want another 20 million? Here you go. It's just money being given away, mm-hmm. right? Because it's cheap. How do we get here? Rates stay low like this, it's gonna keep happening. The separation on the wealth is going to be taking place. Now, on the flip side, when you hear these stories about how bad the rich people are, okay, let's look at our compensation plan that we have with taxes. Let's look at the compensation plan that we have in taxes. And let's let's get rid of all the incentives of people to become entrepreneurs. What does America look like without Elon Musk? Let's take him out. There is no Elon Musk or a Elon Musk type of a person mm-hmm. in the last 20 years, okay? Which is not like somebody to say, well, if there's not an Elon Musk, there will be another Elon Musk. No, no, no. Say there is no right. Elon Musk-esque type of a person in the last 20 years. Say there's no Jeff Bezos type of a person in the last 20 years. Say there's no Warren Buffett type of a person in the last 50 years. Say there's no Carl Icahn. Jobs, to, all those guys. The whole point I'm trying to make to all these yeah. guys. What does America look like? Is Different. it a better place? No. Is, it, is America a better place... Without Bezos, Musk, Buffett, all of these guys? In my
2: opinion, no. It's not a better place without them.
0: No. So so what What causes these guys to be willing to go work work their tails off, put so much risk, anxiety, fear, worry at night, sitting there, oh, my gosh, I'm working like Elon yeah. Musk. So for 20 years, I never took a day of vacation. Yeah. Buff, uh, Gates, for 20 years, I never took a day of vacation. How many people are willing to do that? And there's a bunch of people that are asking about a four-day work week. These guys work 20 mm-hmm. years straight. The incentive mm-hmm. is, if I go 20 years without working, kind of like what Scott Galloway said in his article, Yeah, he said, I used to go in Tuesday morning and not come back till Wednesday night, you can work 30 hours straight. Yeah. The incentive is, how many people are willing to do that at his age? Not, so, not many anymore. So if yeah. they do, they deserve the kind of wealth that they're getting. Mm-hmm. If you try to punish them, what happens next is what? The next 20 years, you will not have an Elon Musk. The next 20 years, you will not have a Bezos being inspired by that. That's the part that people forget. Go to some of the biggest socialistic countries in the world and tell me what incredible products were produced there. Go. Yeah. Go to the greatest, go, biggest socialistic countries and you tell me what technology you use today that, that came out of a socialistic technology. What? What technology? Zero.
1: Well, I don't know what the hell they're doing in China, but they're doing something there. But in,
0: in China, it's is a different story in China. China's taking all the trade secrets from America, and they're trying to control True. to make China more powerful. Yes. It's not innovation. That's theft is what it's called. Yep. But they set it up in a way on contract where American people who got the money, they said, it's not a big deal. Let's give it to them. So it's not mm-hmm. called theft. They did it legally, but it is theft. It's a theft deal that they Theft of IP. Theft of IP. Theft of ideas. Without letting yeah. you compete in their country. So yeah, They're we'll, not even denying it. We'll I mean, take Facebook yeah. from yeah. you. We'll take all this stuff from you. But you can't have that in our country. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we can have it in your country. Yeah. Brilliant idea that they have. Anyways, well, this whole he, stuff with taxes and inflation is Let me ask you a be, question.
1: Can can there be two sides of this coin? Meaning, I don't think it's right that you vilify successful people. Like I don't think that- Uh, anti-capitalist vilification of the Warren Buffetts of the world and the Bezos of the world and the Moss of the world and all these guys who have made a major influence, Steve Jobs, as you mentioned, the vilification of these types of entrepreneurs to me is, is ridiculous. It is absurd. But at the same time, can you also say, yeah, maybe they should pay their fair share? Like Warren Buffett has said, I'm willing to pay more taxes. Meaning, can you Congratulate them. Why not don't you vilify do so? Them, though? But then also what I'm saying say, is well, do yeah. it.
0: Do it. Do you don't? Uh, let's not raise taxes, but do it. Give a billion dollars additional to taxes.
1: Go ahead, just like charity. Go but ahead. A lot, and do it. a lot of them have signed up for the billionaire pledge. Oh, no, as an no. Example. But what
0: I'm saying is, if you're so noble of a human hmm. being, where you say, "I'm willing to pay more taxes," why don't you? Go ahead, you well, can.
1: A, a lot of them, uh, if I may answer this, yeah. a lot of them say I don't trust the government to do no the right thing. No shit, you don't. I'd rather Neither give, do we. I'd rather give it to Neither a,
0: do we. A, uh, then, a don't, philanthropic, uh, then don't, don't ident- give that line. Don't give that line when you're worth a hundred billion dollars just to look good in the story while you kill the next Buffett that's coming up. You're talking, but Buffett is the one who said that. Though. No shit, and yeah. I'm calling him out. Yeah. Don't say that after you made your hundred billion dollars and you screwed up for the next 17 uh, year Buffett that wants to come up. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you doing? Are you, did you forget when you were 17? You, so you want to make it harder for the next, so you want to make the barrier to entry for the next Buffett to come up, you want to make it harder for him? That's what you want to do. So that's your policy right there. Yeah, well, I got my money already. Forget about it. I'm, about, I'm 90 years old right now. Yeah, I'm this old, wise guy now. And don't worry, young guys. You don't need to be as wealthy as me. It's not as good. Who are you to make that decision for me? Mm-hmm. Now that you have the money, it's easy for you to say it? No. Yeah. Let
1: the young 14 year old Buffett be inspired to be more than you. So you're saying that Buffett's speaking out of both sides of his mouth and think, not thinking I about think, the I future think, generations?
0: Look, I asked the guy one time, I said, why Why do some of these billionaires who become so wealthy, mm-hmm. why do they all of a sudden start sympathizing and like, oh my gosh, all this other stuff? He says, because they feel bad. They feel bad because of what? What do they feel bad about? What? The only thing you ought to feel bad about is, you know, the documentary about Vince Lombardi where they said at the end of the days, Lombardi wasn't the happiest guy when he died. There'd be parties, he'd have drinks, and he'd step away, and he would go cry in his room by himself. Oh, and his dang. wife would go to him and says, hey, baby, what are, what's going on? I says, I, I don't know, I don't know. He wouldn't, he'd go and want, cry hardcore, right? Hmm. And they said, this just doesn't make sense. Why is Lombardi doing this? So when I interviewed the coach of the Chicago Bears, Mike Ditka, and I'm sitting at his bar in uh, a... Ditka? In Ditka, Chicago. It's the, it's the most boring interview I've ever done. I never even knew you. Are you He didn't show up and bring it. It's the most boring interview I've ever Dick, done. Uh, and, and I'll tell you why. You know why? You know why? You know why? Because he one. mailed it in. Let me tell you why. Why it's the most boring. His wife was sitting right there oh. when we did the interview, and I asked him about everything. Kaepernick, all this other stuff. He says, "You know what? Maybe I was wrong. Fine. Maybe I was too hard. Maybe I was too this." I'm like, "Dude, that's not what I want to hear. It's not what I want to hear." Because what happens is when you when you get older the energy to argue certain arguments for you, it's just like, I just don't care anymore to do it, right? <laughs> so yeah. y- y- Lombardi, L- what is that background noise, by the way? Who is it? Is it our guys? Can we just tell them Gerard to, yeah. okay? When you become older, okay, and you get to a point where like Lombardi's going around, he says, finally, uh, what, what hurt Lombardi was the fact that he felt at the tail end of his career was too tough on his players. Hmm he felt like he was too tough on his players. Now, Mm. when they interview the players, can somebody step over there and just have that conversation with Gerard? The guy's so loud, the whole country can't hear him right now. All right, so he was so tough on his players. So they interviewed the players and they said, how do you feel about it? He says, I disagree. He says, I wanted somebody like that in my life. Hmm. Got him some rings. I wanted somebody that challenged me the way he did. He says, I never had anybody that had such high expectations of me. He says, don't get me wrong, he was very tough. But I like the way he was. There was a story about one. one who was his quarterback that played for him? Uh, Bart Starr. Bart Starr. He says, Bart Starr, one day, Lombardi's berating him in front of his players. You can't even throw shit. What the hell is going on with you? He just trashed him in front of his players. Bart says, Coach, can I talk to you? Yeah. He comes in. He says, Hey, Coach, why can't you, if you want me to lead my players, please don't undermine me in front of my players. Can you do it to me privately? He says he never did it ever again. Barstar said that. Hmm. He says, because I just wanna have the conversation with him, right? As people age and it gets, I don't know what it is to be 90 years old Mm -hmm. and to be closer to heaven or to be closer to, you know, whatever age of 20, 30 to relate to that. As you get older, you become disconnected with the younger, uh, you forget who you were at 15. Bro, there's this book on Lincoln called Lincoln on leadership. And one of the things he talks about is circulate amongst your troops. The moment you no longer relate to the minimum wage person and you forget who you were, you know that whole song by Jennifer Lopez, which is what? Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. I used to have okay. a little, now I have a lot. No matter where All I right, go, I Jenny, still uh, remember. Where I, by the way, to me, yeah. the only reason that's my favorite J Lo song is because the words. The I, I don't listen to J Lo Song. but the, the, but the that words. I'm still, I'm still. The Jenny point, from the, the, the point is, the point yeah. is. Buffett forgot when he was just Warren from the block. <laughs> he forgot.
2: Yeah, he did. He's had a rough Don't year. Don't be yeah. fooled he, by he, the stocks that
1: I got. Yeah, right. There you go. I'm but still you know a what? He, he really what has. Like that?
2: He's oh had more gaps this worked. year <laughs> than he has had his whole life. <laughs> yeah. And I think part of it is that negative guy underneath him, Charlie. You know, his Monger, <laughs> the Monger. Yeah. You know, he's he's about as bitter as he's you can possibly get. Crutchy, you know, bro. in regards to the 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 tax that the rich are paying, no one's accusing them of breaking any laws. And if if you have that type of wealth, you have people that are smart enough to stay one step ahead of the tax code and the IRS and to figure it all out, which makes me think they'll just figure out the next thing, too, mm-hmm. right? They always do. Yeah, and by the way, Adam said there's nothing we can do about it. Actually, we can when it comes to inflation. We can vote out the people that are in power when inflation hits, and that usually does happen. Dude,
0: by the way, this guy named Motown Music Factory, I don't know who it is because there's not a name behind it, just gave 10 bucks, and he said, America will look worse than Detroit without people like Elon Musk. Just ask Jack Ma. I agree, and I'm going to give you 10 times what you gave us, which is a $100. Let's make a note, uh, Kai. The Motown Music Factory, send us a text to 3103401132. We're about to send you $100 because I agree with you as well. We have to recognize these people and build them up. We're trashing innovators right now. We're destroying innovators right now. Everything is about, you know, the the, the people today, there is a business model on YouTube for just trashing others constantly. (laughs) We enjoy that. People are enjoying seeing it, right? It is a model that happens. I posted a picture of the house I bought, right? Because Barron's did a story on it, and then uh, The Real Deal Deal did a story on it. A bunch of people did a story on it. And so finally, uh, my guy says, what do you want to do? I said, Tom, why don't we write them, put the pictures up? So Tom wrote the story on uh, 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 vtpost.com. Hey, you know. Uh, uh, what do you call it uh, bought this house in Fort, North, Fort Lauderdale record breaking whatever 20.4 million auto house I bought right last week and I got the keys and I flew out right the moment I got the keys mm-hmm. but I slept in it two times this week three times this week and Congratulations. I got to taking a shower the other day and thank God it's covered here on the bottom but at the top it's not covered so I'm taking a shower and I'm looking around at the top is open so when it rains you see the rain and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, my gosh, From a freaking apartment complex in Granada Hills where drive-bys <laughs> were taking place. Too. Who the hell would believe right. this story if I told you in high school one day, Pat, hey, if somebody said, Pat, one day at 42 years old, you're going to live in this kind of house. say, what the hell are you on right now the drugs you're awesome. using? That's the American dream. But yeah. you know what? There was a lot of messages that came, but there was a lot of messages that came with send me money. There's a lot of messages that came that, of you course. know, you could have given that money to this. There was a lot. Everybody has their own dream. To some people, the dream is a different dream. To some people, it's relationship. To some people, it's a house. To some people, it's something big they want. Some people, it's their legacy of their, you know, they want to do something Mm -hmm. big with it. Thank God for the ambitious people who have big dreams and they try to do it the right way. They're going to break rules. There's no way in the world you're going to be big without breaking the rules. But they don't break the laws, but you can break the rules. You have to break the rules sometimes to do something big with it. Thank God for them. Sometimes we just have to sit there and be grateful. The fact that we had a chance to witness a Michael play. When people tell me, I was looking at an art in Winwood, I was in Woodwood two days ago, and I go to this one art store. The guy sees me. He's like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "What the hell?" Happened? I'm with uh, uh, Senna, and anyways, we're Senna, Mario. I think we're out there, and uh, uh, Carolyn. So we go. We'll, he goes to the back. Hey, hey, hey! Come here. I say, "Hey, I'm Al. This is Cal, and this is Val." I'm like, cool, good to meet you guys and This is sad. We watch all your interviews Oh, you watch the business interviews? No, just the mob interviews <laughs> I'm like, okay, so you're the mob audience, right? Yeah. So we're sitting there, we're talking And uh, uh, what was I? What story was I telling right now? I was uh, talking about the fact that um, uh, Your gosh, house, your art, the, house, the haters The house, the art, the haters Different dreams. Oh, man, huh? Different dreams. Different dreams What was it, man? I was about to tell a good story with what happened the there The art yeah, I forgot what the story was, but it had to do with that place because I was looking at an art with this guy. Anyway, so to come to here in a minute. In Wynwood, I don't know where I was going with this, but uh, the house, the art, what was it? Where was I going with this? I'll get, I'll get with it here in a minute. Okay, but
1: get mentally back into yeah. that shower. Yeah. Get back there, you're feeling good, Shower. You were talking
2: about everybody has a different type of goal, and, and it might be a house for somebody.
1: Yeah, I, I,
0: I just think we forget that, man. I, I think we forget the little kid that has a dream that wants to do something big. And rather than go, forget about the 50-year-old Elon Musk. I don't know how old Elon Musk is. I'm assuming he's in his mid-40s to late uh, mid-50s. 50. I think he's
1: 49 on the verge Fantastic. of 50 right now.
0: Dude, go look at Elon Musk, not as 49. Take a look at Elon Musk as a 12-year-old kid who kept reading those books and imaginations, and people call them weird who had an imaginary friend, you know, who had all those weird things that he did, and he, he had a dream, dude. Don't look at him as that 50-year-old guy. Look at him as the, to, by the way, even Biden. You know what I look at with Biden? I don't look at Biden as who he is today. I look at Biden, I'm like, this guy probably when he was coming up, he was like, he had a dream. One day he's gonna be a, a, a president, right? Sure. The guy's got the ultimate, like the lowest underdog. Like, you know who he is? He's like when the Florida Marlins won the World Series. That's Joe Biden, if you oh, think about it. that team. It. Yeah, it's like, you know, uh, Jay Buhner. You know, Pudge Rodriguez, Rodriguez, all those guys, the great pitchers. Randy was there, I think. I think Randy was there. I don't know who their pitcher was. They had a good pitcher there. But the point is we forget those stories. As much as you may disagree with someone's ideas, Trump at one point had the pressure of the father boarding, you know, they're sending him away, go at this place, figure out your lot, the resentment, if you love me so much, why do you send me to a boarding house? Guy becomes a billionaire, becomes a president. Sure. I mean- Dude, you got to plot some of these guys. So the world wouldn't be the same without these people.
2: We demonize them way too much yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and the media grabbing hold of this social warfare, this class warfare, and they're running with it. And it's, it's dangerous. You know, it's making these people seem like they're evil or that they should feel guilty about making all this money. How about Elon Musk when he almost lost Tesla? I mean, he was working 20 to 22 hours a day trying to save it. So there's that, too. So,
0: Yeah, that's true. By the way, this doesn't mean, you know, uh, uh, everything with taxes to me is a sales company's compensation structure what incentives do you want create a sales structure compensation structure based on that hopefully they'll do something about it all i know is right now they're trying to drive it in a way to demonize rich people and uh, i don't think it's going to work out work out for them long term uh what story do you guys want to, well, like to go to what story did you next? get any art i did i did i'm looking oh, nice. at a couple banksies i uh, purchased a mr brainwash yesterday that I, it's a sick mr yeah. brainwash i don't know if you're familiar with mr brainwash Are you eat it? like they're telling it Bezos oh, to the eat? mona lisa Bezos? No, that's actually that good transition for that one was yeah
1: it, it was the brainwash stuff like a picture of an older it's a, iconic presidential no, figure one, the, that he
0: makes all uh, i love his work dude yeah. i walked in and i walked and i said i want that right there and i told mario don't tell the guy i want it but i want that so <laughs> We came back, he had a massive price tag on it. I'm like, let me so let me think about it. I don't know if I'm on wanted or not. And then we called around yesterday. I wired him the money. And it's coming in this week. It'll be here Friday. I am in love with this piece. Sick. It's got two of my favorite characters. One is Chaplin and one is Einstein. And I love both of those wow. guys. Oh, I love both of those guys. Yeah, it's I just, just it. a beautiful art. Some of these st- street graffiti artists are ridiculous at the mm-hmm. work they do. Do you have the Bezos story with uh, Mona Lisa or no? What? Yeah. Do we do we
1: have it on here page or no? Page three, yeah, it's okay. top of page
0: three. Uh, let's go through. So thousands are urging Bezos, true story. Thousands mm-hmm. are urging Bezos to buy and eat the Mona Lisa and <laughs> finally use his money for good, bro. Bible, okay. Why hasn't anyone ever taken a bite out of the Mona Lisa? Jeff Bezos, the world's wealthiest man, can afford to buy it and take a bite. It's time he started putting his money to good use and doing good, doing things nobody else can. The Mona Lisa is a 518-year-old. Uh, 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 518 years old that's a long time to have existed without a single living soul taking a bite out of the painting Bezos can afford to do that anything he wants literally anything that's the premise for this petition that uh, uh, has picked up thousands of signatures over the weekend. So why shouldn't Bezos, with his fortune of 193 billion dollars, buy the painting and take a buy, Going to space is stupid. There's nothing in space worth seeing but Earth, and you can see Earth from here. You could take a hot air balloon really high if we wanted to. According to Fox News, an art expert valued Mona Lisa at 60.9 billion dollars last
1: year. Yeah. Well, let me just let me let me jump in here because I know you're not a fan <laughs> of space. You have no interest in going to space.
2: I like space. I you, just don't want to go in it. I
1: have no problem with space. It's sort of like with pets with me. I don't so, dislike them. I just don't want any. All right. Well, you don't have to go. <laughs> 1% chance. So it, rather than taking a bite out of the Mona Lisa, by the way, I think this is obviously a, a humorous sort of uh, joke of a story. Take, buy a $60 billion painting and take a bite. Is Here's it a better onion, idea. It's
0: an onion story? No,
1: I don't think so. I think it's actually that, that's, that absurd that they want them to do yeah. this. I think, like you talked about, picture the young Jeff Bezos, yeah. right? The young Jeff Bezos, now he's fifty-something years old, wants to go to space. I think if you're gonna do, if you're gonna buy the Mona Lisa, rather than taking a bite out of the Mona Lisa, which is just absurd on the face of it, take the Mona Lisa to space with you. Let's say you spend a quarter of your wealth. Yeah. Now, can you imagine who painted the Mona Lisa? Leonardo da Vinci. Yes. Leonardo da Vinci. You know, five hundred and something years later, your painting that you painted in Italy, right, is now in space. Looking down, it's the one painting in space. That, to me, has a little more brazen. That would be actually kind of cool.
2: You could get some good shots of that. The Mona Lisa looking out the window, seeing her eyes move. You
1: know when you I've seen
2: the Mona Lisa in person. It's a lot smaller than you would think. Yeah, it's, it's not that way small. Yeah. You know, I think the most interesting th- aspect of the story is what the value of the Mona Lisa would be. Mm-hmm. I think sixty-one billion is preposterous. I think that's ridiculous. You I wouldn't pay for it. Well, I just don't think if let, let's throw it out there in an open market. And, and here's what I think it would get. I think it'd be get. In the billions. I think it would get over a billion. I'm guessing one to two billion, somewhere in that range. It would definitely his most expensive painting that Leonardo da Vinci ever had was 450 million. Okay, it was uh, uh Prince Badr bin Abdullah of Saudi Arabia bought it for 450 million. Um so that's the most expensive painting what ever. What was the painting. It was the Salvador Mundi, okay, and it was Jesus Mm. in a blue dress, okay, kind of an odd one where his fingers were making the sign of the cross. Can you pull that up? So that went for 450 million. I 60 billion. And by the way, the Mona Lisa is owned by the French government. It's owned by the French government. It's in the Louvre. Yeah, there it is. That thing went for 450 million. Saudi prince,
1: is that crazy? The Mona Lisa is worth sixty billion dollars. No, no, I don't believe it is. That's what that's what a
2: French government. valued at? Well, that's what a French yeah. government official said, and the French government owns the Mona Lisa.
1: Here, here's a here's the most Got ironic it. part of this. I think a five billion dollar offer would get it. Go well, ahead. Here's the most ironic part of this. So let's say it was valued at sixty billion. Sixty billion. Do you know that where, where that would put Mona Lisa hmm. in the world's wealthiest people? It would be number twenty, and it would bump. Jeff Bezos' ex-wife Mackenzie Scott <laughs> from the top twenty. That's so the Waltons yeah, so are number nineteen. Yeah. He might do it just to say, Mackenzie, you're out. Mona Lisa, so my a new painting
0: babe. is worth more than Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. <laughs> Same
1: amount, but she, they, she's a little bit. I think a she's bil- fifty-nine, and that's a six.
0: A billion dollars more. Yeah. It's worth a billion dollars more than it is there. Yeah. Okay,
1: so take the take the Mona Lisa to space rather than take a bite out of the uh, Mona Lisa.
0: So yes or no? Should he do it or should he not do it? It's a I- waste
1: of Take Mona Lisa to space.
2: I, I, I don't think you should do it. I thought it was kind of a, a lame <laughs> petition. Would you, would you
1: rather him take it to space or take a bite space. out of Mona Lisa? Space. Okay. Okay. Do you now have any opinion
0: on what happened with G7? Do you want to go to G7, page seven? Happening right now. Let's do it. Let's go to G7. Uh, let's see here. Hang on one second. Okay. Here we go. G7, uh, uh, takeaway, away, uh, summit takeaways. The U.S. is back on top. The queen cut a cord with a sword and world leaders uh world leaders promised one billion dollars one billion COVID 19 doses this is business insider story uh let's see how we want to do this which one do you want to go through because there's a lot of stories here just kind of share your thoughts like on what russia. you thought about it. i
2: like the thought on russia
0: the thought you know, on russia well, which one is I that mean, on?
2: just you know how biden is in europe now right and he talks a good game when he's in front of these other leaders just what is he going to do with russia i just think putin would dominate him in a one-on-one meeting that is just you know, you couldn't even measure how much dominance he would have. I think I think Biden's afraid of him. I think he talks a really tough game when he's not around him. But, you know, we all agree that cyber security is one of the biggest issues we face right now. The threats are coming from Russia. They are the ones doing it. And what's a company supposed to do? Their only option is to pay the ransom, right? And get things going again. I mean, we don't even know a fraction of the amount of cyber attacks that are going on. I mean, they said there was like 65,000 last year. I Man, we hear about one every other week, but they're constantly happening. He has to stand up at some point and address this with him. And I just don't think he's got the guts. I don't, I, I think. Because of Hunter, he has compromised Joe Biden in so many different ways on a world stage that that he's just he's unable to. I don't think he wants to, and I think he's unable to. So I think that is such a pressing issue that we'll never get to the bottom of because he's not going to do anything.
1: I think the the, the key thing that is happening um, with the G7, um, and it comes down to you talked about policies and, and basically different perspectives on how things are operating. I think for sure and th- this isn't a knock on trump but his whole brand was unilateralism america first i got this i alone can fix this whereas biden or the democratic party they are more about multilateralism they believe in the power of multiple countries i.e the g7 or the g8 or the g20 working together in cooperation to solve big problems we just dealt with the biggest problem in the last 100 years the coronavirus. And now this is the importance of working with your allies. I think there's a um, a famous, to, to quote my friend Kai over here, his hero, Winston Churchill, the only thing worse than fighting with your allies is fighting without them. Right? Winston Churchill. So right now we are, we are working with our allies, UK, France, Japan, Germany, G7 countries, to work together to figure out what the hell is going on in this world. And... Coalescing behind an anti-China and even an anti-Russian uh, opposition, because at, at this point the world needs to unify against what the hell China did or what it's doing. And make no mistake about it. Uh, did you see the interview with um, I believe his name is Kier Simmons? Uh, with he interviewed Putin a couple days ago. Did you see that interview? No. He pressed Putin pretty hard. Um, Putin would not talk bad about China at all. He's basically saying, why are you trying to make me say bad things about China? We're working together with China. So you talked about uh, cyber warfare and ransomware and everything that's going on like that. That is the new modern warfare. And who are the biggest culprits in that? For sure Russia, for sure China. So I think the world needs to come together and call out bad actors for what they are. You know, This is the time for democracies to stand up. United States, UK, France, Germany, modern day democracies to go against authoritarian dictators of Putin and Xi, who are working together. And this is the world against the bad actors. So I think good things will come from this G7. And whether you're a, a, a Biden fan or not, you should not be rooting for Putin in this instance, okay? Root for Biden, to, deal, to tell basically Putin, stop fucking with the United States here, or we're gonna come after you.
2: I don't think they came out of it any more aligned though. There's a lot of friction between even these seven leaders as far as what to do with China. I mean that that's a, that's part of the the story the the narrative of what happened at G seven is like behind the closed doors they weren't agreeing on anything.
0: There is a uh, 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 he said what did what did Putin say to China? He says on Russia Biden and uh, 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 Biden said U S relations with Moscow have reached a low point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Low point. What does that mean? Low point. I mean low point. It wasn't low just a couple right. of years ago. Then, Why is it a low point now? And then now? he
2: followed that up by saying they're at the lowest point that they've been in a very, very long time, but we don't want conflict with Russia. That's what he said.
1: Well, stop hacking everything yeah. and stop putting uh, viruses on everything and maybe we'll have a better relationship. Like it's a two-way street. Like like my mom used to always say, in order to be a friend, in order to have a friend, you need to be a friend. So here we are trying to have, have good relations with Russia, but everything in the news is Russians, Russian hackers did yes, this, we, Russian did this, you Russia you think, did that. You think
0: Putin is sitting there weighing out which ally is more important and necessar- necessary to him China or Iran and if yes he is who is more important well, to Russia China, today
1: without even a question tell, me why. About- tell me why China versus Iran
0: No no I'm sorry my, my apologies China versus US who is more oh. important of an ally China or Iran well, China, uh, China or US
1: China US is not an ally with Russia and they're clearly aligning with China that's I
0: get that but what I'm asking you is is Putin sitting there saying I better be careful you know because he doesn't think US is going to be that powerful nation as it once was i better start kind of stepping back and kind of making sure that my relationship with china is strong because they're neighbors they're down the street from they me, literally US touch is, each other i know so they're yeah. neighbors but i better be better with china than i am with u.s
1: well he came out and said that he is working on relationships with china i mean he came out and which did is not more deny important
0: to him do you believe china those two without a doubt do you think china China's more point. important to russia than u.s is
2: yeah probably because i don't think he i think each day that goes by i think the threat of the u.s is minimized in his mind and it, He's definitely calculating every possible move that he could make. That, that would be my question if I'm him. I would
0: be looking at that if I'm him, wondering which one of those two Maybe, relationships. It's interesting. Yeah, because- I mean,
1: just, even just look at the 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 from the rest of the uh, of the article, some of the big things that the when I talked about multilateralism, these countries and these Western democracies yep. working together. Key issues: China, vaccines, COVID. We talk about this global minimum tax of fifteen percent. Believe me, they're working on that. Climate change. These are big issues that major companies, major countries have to work together on. You can't go at these types of things
2: alone. So, Pat, you were getting at the fact that if he looks at China as a bigger threat, he might soften on the U.S. and look to align in a few more ways. No, no, no. Just the
0: other way. Like, like if he sees China is about to be a bigger threat to the world and take over U.S., it is more necessary for him to have a better working relationship with China than it is with the U.S., so his one, two. You know how in life you you have kids and you have wife. Which relationship matters more to you? I, I don't think I should answer that. <laughs> no, no. I'm, that's actually a real question. I, I think which relationship is – if you
1: have a wife I, and kids – I mean, again, I'm not married, no kids, but yeah, I hear you, you every single one out. of my friends basically say the most important thing are my kids. That's what I hear every parent say. I can find a new no, wife. I no, can find I, a new husband. I, I don't. I don't, love my kids. I don't disagree. Is that the question you're, you're no, asking? No, what I'm
0: asking is which one is more important for you to have a better relationship with probably while you're with your raising wife? Oh, your wife. Your, your, your wife, Okay, yeah. relationship. So, gotcha. you know, I'm talking about who it's more important. Not who is your – your wife's not your blood, but your kid is your mm-hmm. blood. But you made the kid with the wife, right? So you have to realize that part of it. But uh, – you know, he's, he's weighing out which relationship more important right now to him. And I think uh, for the time being, he's probably sitting there saying, we better not go through the whole process of U.S. always being number one. We kind of U.S. is getting weaker maybe, not as strong as China was. China's getting right now. China's making a lot of progress. We may want to kind of consider being lighter on China yeah. than U.S. Which is scary because if they're allies. That, that's the, it. That's ex- they already are allies, Gaines, guys. I they already are get allies. This is, why, yeah. this is why I'm banking on India. Mm-hmm. This is why I believe India is a, because if India, China, and Russia team up, game over. Mm-hmm. If India, China, and let's just say somebody gets elected in India that hates the U.S. and likes more what China and Russia, and they're bought, not it's happening. over. If India gets bought out in the next 10 years, it's game over.
1: That's not happening.
0: I'm just telling you, it's not happening.
1: I think there's some commonality here with democratic countries and autocratic countries. They there's like-minded thinking with China and Russia and Iran and North Korea. They're like-minded thinkers, just like in democratic countries and Western democratic civilizations, United States, France, basically Europe, India included, Australia included. There's like-minded thinking there. So of course, Putin and Xi are going to see eye to eye on things, just like a Biden and Merkel are going to see eye to eye on things and Macron.
0: All good. Okay, sounds good. Gang, we're doing it again. I believe Thursday we're back on. Yes, this Thursday we're back on. Same time. Uh, uh, I'm going to be coming in late, late, late the night before, but we're going to do the podcast this Thursday as well. So be with us. I know we were off for a week, but this Thursday, same mm -hmm. time, 9 a.m., we'll be back on as well. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.